2: strike emotions and i knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions
3: can you yeah. imagine uh Pulp fiction starring goofy and uh mickey mouse
2: i can totally
1: imagine that you i'm sure somebody's written like that with cheese in france mickey <laughs> what <laughs> boy ale with cheese i can totally see. see i would i would watch the hell out of that movie yes i gladly saw sacrifice at my my Progeny to view a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, uh, it's my time. <laughs> uh,
3: How do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave.
0: I'm not ready. Oh, I'm John. Sorry. I'm
3: JD. I'm not sure if I did the
4: homework right. <laughs>
3: Well, that well, that's a good question. We'll get to that. before we get to the homework, how is everyone doing? John, how was your week? Anything exciting?
0: No, no. just work like you know the the unerring soul-crushing day by day work and and a manager that micromanages me, which is just fun. I'm I mean, sure I'm sure nobody at that works with me, you know, who knows about the podcast. Um, is listening so
4: 16 ton. What do you get? Another day older, deeper in debt.
3: Yes, yeah, you, you make me laugh, sad clown. <laughs> How about you, JD? I'm the father of a
4: kindergartner, mm. officially in school.
3: I saw the pictures,
4: it was pretty awesome. I have my days now. I'm getting so much stuff done, I'm getting to bed at a reasonable hour. It's crazy. What's that like? I don't know i mean like it's so new to me that my body still hasn't quite adjusted i, I i'm single and i still don't get to bed on a good hour it's like- <laughs> yeah but when you're single and you live like an unconventional lifestyle it's easy when you're when my only real job right now is to make sure he gets to school alive you know it's like okay i need to be up at seven you know and now to pick up the kid from school because we originally wanted to drive him to and from every day because you know we live in a small town and the school's in the next town over and it's like probably seven, eight miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I figured I'll just drive them in the morning, you know, and we picked them up the first couple of days. And it's like a 40 minute wait to pick the kids up because you can't just park and go in. You have to stand in line and they dismiss each individual kid. It's like a COVID protocol. And I looked at my life, I'm like, he can take the goddamn bus. From on. <laughs> oh I'll my- take him and I'll take him in the morning. But this, like I did the math. I'm like, by the time I pick him up from school, he could be home from the bus yeah so what am i doing other than wasting gas <laughs> and and, so, and then you yeah.
0: get all the the parents that are like they're like like they're getting in line for the first star wars movie like they'll they'll get there a half an hour before the line starts that was me on day two and yeah. I, mean, I still yeah. was, and i still was like in the middle of the pack yeah i, like, I remember that when i used to pick up my daughter so yeah yeah. It's been it's been fun.
3: So, so I'm curious, how was he on his on his first day? Was he sad, or was he like, no. "Ah, see you later"? Nah, he's like, "Peace out." Because Again, <laughs> we we had him in uh, preschool at two. We had him in preschool at
4: three. We didn't mm-hmm. preschool him last year with the COVID and all, which we, we decided, well, now he's in kindergarten. and The COVID is worse. This is the first time. This is the best time <laughs> to bring him back into the world. Obviously, obviously, that's what you do. And I have, we live in the country. There's people that are mad that the state requires kids to wear masks at school. It's wow. just,
0: I don't even like I've seen so many YouTube Videos of that yes it. yes that's another Topic for another conversation but yeah he was uh, good
4: And I got mixed that day I'm like what you think It's like, cool because well Obviously I didn't like it And I'm like really, <laughs> really? <laughs> One day and he's like yeah She tells me what to do like, I don't like <laughs> it I don't like it <laughs> fatal so, flaw yeah we have to uh, i don't know where he gets that from um <laughs> so we're learning on you know having to take direction again because again going be year off from school eh, well, having to get back in the swing of things yeah you know, a little challenging so but so like he he's eating his lunch every day on the ride home because he doesn't keep his yap shut during during lunchtime <laughs> so he's not eating his lunch nice. his <laughs> talking is more important yep so yes it's been, I, wonder, I wonder who gets that from hey no when it comes to food my lock in and i take care of business so that is not that is not for me that even the wife said well that's one thing he didn't get from you like yeah i shut when the food comes i shut up and i take care of business and he is he's like that with dinner too like we're sitting at the dinner table forever waiting for him to finish so, and then we got, he got to watch Ghostbusters one and two this week as a reward
2: for Ooh. doing well school.
4: Well, you're obviously bringing him up correctly. I mean, Thank you. He loves the Ghostbusters. He was a Ghostbuster for Halloween two years ago. And strangely enough, he wants to be a Ghostbuster again, which I find to be an interesting move for a five-year-old
0: wanting to repeat his Halloween costume. But whatever. So I know, I know you don't like conventions, but they do have the Ghostbuster contingents. There know, a lot they, of them, you know?
4: It, when things get a little bit better. Because we went to the aquarium oh, the day oh, before yeah, school yeah. started mm-hmm. and he loved he loved going into Chicago and going to see the aquarium and we named an otter Richie and he talks about Richie incessantly. <laughs> so like when the time comes, I will take him to a show. That I did not the right time
0: though. No, no, it's yeah. not yeah, no, not now, yeah.
4: <laughs> so yeah, based <laughs> on this, I have theories on Ghostbusters that I told Dave I, I extrapolated some. Oh,
0: I cannot wait to see the new movie. I I, th-
4: I have thoughts on this. But we'll talk we'll
3: cover. i took my son when he was his first convention he was like six or seven and he he looked at like the vendors and then he was like he wanted a toy like okay okay i'll get it for you i'll get it for you and we, we walked around and then finally he wanted a tie fighter of all things it was a the vendor had like an old tie fighter from the i think it was the force unleashed series so the 90s you know I'm like, okay, I bought him for it, and then, it, then once he got it, he's like, "All right, I'm ready to go home." So, yeah, that's- I'm expecting that
4: too. We uh, we have an issue right now with the gimmies with toys. Part of it, we don't spoil him, but other people in his life who will go nameless spoil him. Older <laughs> people who may or not be not be related to us. So, like the, <laughs> the ones we're supposed to,
0: yeah, that's yes. in their job.
4: Yes, but I mean, it's given a little bit of. I want this. I want that. I need this toy. So we're trying to like leading back on how much he we forbade he's forbidden from watching youtube i think i mentioned this on the show last
0: yes, yes. it's probably healthier
4: it definitely is because like he doesn't have the because i'll just watch these toys kids like shows and be like i need this toy i need this toy i want this toy And now he wants to like start doing he wants we can make a ghostbusters movie and i'm like oh god at least do that for a living i don't want to do that I'm like, <laughs>
0: no he meant stop motion i'm sure <laughs>
4: no he wants to like videotape thing i mean like the kids too much like me so i'm like okay oh, when he figures out it on his own he could do it. I, yeah. I want nothing to do with that oh wow we play all the time i'm just not that's why I, I still do that for like a living i'm like i don't want to play with a camera and edit when i'm hanging out with my kid <laughs> that's work man yeah so how are you
0: dave what's in your life i have had a week well, on... we all have had a week. I mean, it's just like it's what seven days are. Seven. Uh, I don't. I had like I had hey, a wait, minute. wait, 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 wait. Seven? Are you telling me the Beatles lied to me?
3: Yes. Well, they shit. Yeah, they, they tried to squeeze an extra day in for us, and it didn't work.
4: Oh, Sons of bitches.
3: <laughs> I got a new phone, not because I wanted to.
4: Android Uh-oh. or iPhone?
3: Android. I. So my phone had been acting up, and I did drop it at one point. I had a small crack in the in the screen, and I was like, "Ah, eh, okay." But I'm like, I was trying to hold out as long as I could, and then I was it, yeah Friday morning, walking home from the gym, the screen just stops working <laughs> altogether. And on modern phones, if your screen doesn't work, that's it. It's just a paperweight at that point. That
0: is basically well, I mean, now you have nothing else. Saved, there's no but buttons. This- yeah. If the, well, if the screen doesn't work, technically you have a phone from 1990s, but. So,
3: so it's funny. Cause like now I, I went and ordered it online. I didn't go to the T-Mobile store and I did pay for the next day shipping. Luckily the screen did start working again on Saturday and my new phone came today. So in fact, the new, the old phone won't even charge anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get rid of it. But I mean, it's funny, like, to show you how long it's been since I've got a phone, my old... I, I get the Galaxy series from Samsung. My old one's a 7. The new one's a 20. You know, so that's... It's
4: thirteen. Time.
3: 13 generations? Apparently. Uh, but I think they, they're like iPhone now, where it's every six months as opposed to every year. And the, the main thing that I've noticed... Two and a half years with this XS Max. The big, main thing I noticed about this that really is pissing me off, there's no headphone jack. Like, I knew oh, yeah. I knew iPhone did it, but I'm like, wait, they did it too? Now, luckily, I do have a pair of wireless earbuds, but, like, every once in a while, I use wired headphones for it. Not anymore. Let me show you something real quick, if I may. Okay.
4: Wireless headset. Wireless. The, the works perfectly. I can jack back in for regular stuff like this. It also works as a phone, and I take it to the gym.
3: And who makes those?
0: Who are we shilling for?
3: Uh... <laughs> Electronics.
0: <laughs> well, plantronics? Plantron- Thank you. Plantronics. you oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like plantronics. Yeah, they they do all of the a lot of the phone systems for businesses and stuff. I, yeah. yeah. It's good good stuff. Yeah, they are.
4: And I can't I can't do earbuds because yeah. I don't know if I've ever shown you guys this. My ear doesn't move past this. Right. Yeah, it doesn't cauliflower fold. ear. Yeah, it doesn't fold in. So like earbuds hurt. They really, really hurt. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I just had these drilled right into my brains, you know. I mean, like at this point, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, like I'm always on a freaking video call, whether it's for work or for this. Oh God,
3: that is the the way of the world. And then, of course, like I said, luckily the screen worked enough on Saturday because I did go to a comic book convention. Oh, how'd uh, that go? It, it was, it was, it was good. It was interesting. So it's a friend of the show, Eric Cooper, does this show. That he's a writer, a creator and Night Seeker. And a bunch of other books that he's written, and he started the show in 2019. Obviously, didn't have it last year, so this was the second one. Pardon me, and and it's tiny. I mean, it's it's one two rooms in the hotel, like two two small ballrooms, and there's a bunch of artists set up, and I think there was like five vendors, you know. But it was cool. I got I got a bunch of interviews for the show. I got four interviews. All together which we will be sprinkling throughout the the upcoming weeks and he made an interesting announcement that we'll get to when we post his interview shortly and and yeah no but it was it was fun it was good to see some people i haven't seen in a while like eric scott Hanna was there as well he's been on the show a couple of times so you know said said hello to him but but yeah it was it was tiny oh john do you remember at new york comic-con waiting in line do you remember black man of
0: course i remember him he was there. I remember. Oh my god, this guy is the—he's just hysterical. God, I—I it. Like he's got he's, this whole spiel that he does.
3: Yeah, he—he—he he, he walks up and down the line like a hype man for the conventions. It's—it's it, it's so funny. I don't think uh, he's
0: hired. I think he's just no. He's a just fun there. Guy. He's, he's just, just a fun guy. Yeah, I've, we've got him on tape on one of the videos from. Yes, oh, we do. Yes. I'll have to so. look that up again. He's hysterical though.
3: Yeah. So I mean, it was fun. It was weird because obviously everyone's in masks again that's they reinstated the mask mandate in philly so but yeah no it was fun i didn't spend a lot of time there again again it was a tiny show once you went through it twice you saw everything so but we'll see we'll see how long shows are back for do
4: you find the mask mandate helps at the gym with like upping cardio because you got to work so much harder to breathe
3: i don't know because i don't do cardio at the gym Oh, okay. Fair. I, w- I walk to and from the gym, so that's my cardio, and then I gotcha. just do weights at the gym. So, yeah, I never thought about it. And then, of course, when you're outside, you don't need the mask, so.
4: Mm. So, I was getting mine wet because I upped my, now that the kid's in school five days, i doing, I upped the five-day-a-week harder training workouts, and my mask was all soaked today, and I'm, like, breathing in. It's like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, that, that's
3: not good. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've got a sock over your face while you're trying to breathe like being, It's
4: like being waterboarded.
3: <laughs> Almost yeah not, uh, not, not as bad not, not 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 as bad no,
4: clearly not. being hyperbolic
3: yes mm. yes but yeah no i don't know and i don't know i have to see i'd have to ask someone who's like on the treadmill like are you noticing a difference with that on your face i, I was doing
4: the kettlebell swings like a kettlebell swing circuit and like, i kept breathing in and i kept like oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah So, and then the other exciting thing that happened this week is a new show started on Disney Plus called What
0: If? I thought you were talking about the iCarly reunion. That would be on
4: Nickelodeon.
3: Yeah. Uh. So did everyone catch What If this week?
0: What if I did not? I forgot then you're in the wrong timeline please go to the timeline to the left Ah, the timeline
4: wednesday the timeline on wednesday was making sure the kid got to bed on time to go to Mm. school it's funny forgot
3: i actually have comments on it which
0: is i'll
4: be honest i don't want to see it so this is the one show that's leaving me super cold really
0: okay that that's a comment in and of itself
3: why
4: i don't feel like it counts i don't like the animation style I think the animation's a lot better than you're being led to I d- believe. It's possible, it's possible. I just don't like, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not you, I'm not an anime guy, John, so I can't talk about the style. I just know I don't like it. And I don't know. I feel like I could be watching something that counts right now. Like, I feel like all my time is so super divided between all the various things that I do that I feel like watching pretend shows instead of watching things that actually count toward... The continuity is a
0: waste of my time.
4: You and didn't like, count
0: they've th- they they've come out and said this is going this th- this is going yeah. to count. This is multiverse stuff, yeah. Yep. Okay, like yeah. The, it'll be referred back to probably, okay, or you okay. might That's see a, one of the characters come or they, oh.
3: or or what they might do is in the multiverse of madness, there might be reflections of some of these universes.
4: And I also didn't like the Peggy Carter show all that much. So the whole conceit of this first episode left me cold to the point where I completely forgot it was a thing.
3: Yeah. Okay.
4: I just, I don't know, man. I'm probably, I think I'm on an Island on this one and I okay. might be, it's peaceful here.
3: You're, you're on, you're on the JD Island.
4: There's there's gotta, nothing wrong with that. We have, I'm on the beach. We have daiquiris. They're all <laughs> for me. It's okay.
3: What did you, what did you think of, of it, John?
0: I really liked it. It was, it was really, it moved really quick. Kind of like the, the comics did. So like, you know, you weren't, you weren't waiting for anything. It just like, it would go boom, 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 just go right down the line of all the things that were happening. Like as if it were just basically listing, you know, all of the, all of the things that arose from that one different choice. So, so there was no, at no point was I bored or waiting for something to happen. There was no real bunch of, there's no real exposition, no, no real character development per se but they don't really need it cuz we know all the characters and yeah. it just and the cell shading it, it depends cell shading can be good and it could be bad it de, it depends on how much uh work you do in the backgrounds and how how you make it pop and yeah. they did a really good job i mean speaking <clears throat> as an animation guy they they made they, they did a really good job i mean you cannot you can see they put a hell of a lot of money into this so, I mean, it's not as bad as some of the cell shading that you've seen like sometimes for for cell shading they'll make the backgrounds very ob- obtuse or obscured or just, you know, kind of foggy to, you know, make the characters pop more and and to save on animation, but in this case like everything was fully rendered. It was right. good. Yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, I I, I mean, I liked it. it. It was it was it was interesting, you know, to see yeah, the 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 choice that Peggy made and and you know what what followed from that. So, and it wasn't Shumagorath, by the way. As a, it might have been many angles. What one of the many angles, but as a
3: fan of the original comic, yeah, I, it's not bad, but at the same time, I was slightly disappointed. Why? Well, number one, usually. In some of the better what-if comics, the story takes a dark turn because of whatever the change was.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that shoe to drop. That's true. Like Shuma Gorth came out. I but was it, figuring that's the end of that, that timeline. Es- and essentially,
3: essentially, things were kind of better because of the change, at least during World War II. And two, like, it was just the same story as the first Avenger, but now it's Peggy instead of Captain America. Like, like that's that that's the whole thing. Instead of Steve, it's Peggy. They they just switched roles basically. And then, I, I mean, the the, the curveball they give us is the Iron Mon- Iron Monger. The uh-
0: the the first Iron Man.
3: Yeah, the first Iron Man suit or the, the what
0: the, is- was it? The Stomper.
3: Yeah, Stomper, Hydra Stomper. That's what mm-hmm. they call it in the in the cartoon.
0: So it was like, oh,
3: okay. I kind of see what you did there, but it was like, eh. I mean, even down to the point where something happens and she ends up in modern time at the end of the show and it was just like, really? <laughs> like- so my,
4: my favorite what if comic as a kid was a Steve Rogers centric one where it was like, what if Captain America didn't get frozen and he becomes president, but he becomes like a super fascist and it's like the worst thing that could have happened is when Steve Rogers becomes president and the first is two part episode. The first one ends I forget who finds him but then you find Steve Rogers in ice and then you melt out it turns out steve rogers did get frozen and this guy has been the red skull all along oh and i'm like what a great twist because like i said the, these the what-ifs are at their best i think when they're super dark stories that couldn't have happened in the marvel universe right and i didn't think that i guess that's part of me too is i just don't feel like they would go there you know that's that's they, that's, might, that's they might
0: they might still because you've seen some of the you, promos you, you, could you got the, right. you got the zombies you could no, that, that was not, my... That was my you, zombies. I was Marvel no, Nobody likes Marvel
3: zombies. That was my fear going in, though, because it's on Disney Plus and because we're basing it on... We're sticking to the movie stories. Right, and right. True, yeah, like, the,
0: the children's watching it. You don't want them going to bed crying. Right? right,
3: like, are they going to be brave enough to, like, yeah, let's make some dark choices? and Yeah. I mean, I'll say I liked the fact that even though... He doesn't become Captain America. There's still a love interest between him and Peggy. Like they kept that. I like the idea. Like it didn't make it like oh she only loved him because he became a big muscular guy.
0: True. Yeah, that was a nice touch, though. You know, I actually went. I remember wondering that when when she got in, and came back out. I'm like, okay, well, what does she see him as now?
3: Well, <laughs> I was <laughs> so listening to. Liked- I was listening to another podcast, John. You might. I know something about this since you are an animation guy but apparently that's a thing where uh giant women animation you know so
0: oh you're you're talking about lay <laughs> demotritics or whatever they call her from i i i don't know
3: but but see see so yeah. peggy came out and she's now now she's taller and bigger and and Steve's still little, so there's an even bigger contrast between the two of them.
0: Uh huh. And now, and, and they now were making all jokes. This, all all of those people on the internet are probably have pictures of uh-huh. him stop stepping on him. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's like can, the thing. Apparently, I thought you were talking about Snoo Snoo.
4: You guys are Futurama fans.
0: Oh God, Snoo Snoo.
3: I haven't seen Futurama okay. in a long time. Okay, yeah.
4: I'll go
0: back in my corner and be quiet.
4: No, but um, you're. You, I mean, I, I popped kind like of, five people.
3: But you're, you're but again, kind of right at the same time. And, and I'll have to keep watching it to see how I feel. But also where you talked about, oh, it was quick, 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 quick. To me, that felt like a pacing problem. Like real, like real fast. We do this, we do this, do this. It do was this. only like
0: 25. It was, I don't even think it made 25 yeah. minutes. It was like 23 minutes long.
3: That's the, that's the thing. You're trying to tell a story that was really a two hour movie and condense it down to 23 minutes. Well, no,
0: it, these aren't movies though. They're meant to be just, here's a series of events that occurs right, when but something goes different, Right.
3: Right, but I mean they—they basically tell the same. They have a lot of the same beats.
0: Maybe I—I maybe I, I get what you're saying, and I get what both of you're saying about the, you know, it's typically a dark. It's it's like typically an Outer Limits or yeah. or Twilight Zone thing, right? So, you know, maybe this was to ease us into it. Who knows? You know, because it does right, look that's like not... in the future ones you've got Marvel Zombies, which. There's no good ending where everybody's zombies. I, so I, I
3: think I think so. I will, I, I, you know, I'm gonna obviously keep watching it, but uh, I hope it gets better. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, the other thing is that since it's tied into the main Marvel universe somehow,
3: that right. there's probably right. going to the,
0: there's probably going to be a couple... like we know Peggy Carter comes back up later. Well,
3: and that's the whole thing that made me Captain wonder. Carter. That's the whole thing that made me wonder at the end. And my son's like, no, I think they're going to be standalone stories. But the fact that they end it. With Nick Fury f- finding her basically, and and Hawkeye, it's like, are they okay. setting this up to be and condensed MCU connected stories? You know, one continuous story instead of. I don't multiple. think it's going to be not,
0: continuous. Yeah. I hope not.
4: Like that's that's not what if then. That's just an alternate universe.
3: Right. It's it's a, a single alternate universe. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, from what it looked like, I mean, this this must play into uh, multiverse of madness because. We saw a couple of, we saw at least two different Doctor Stranges in the promos. And, you know, if he starts pulling people out of other timelines, then yeah, they could connect it that way, even though the original, the the singular, what if uh, scenarios still play out in their own timelines.
3: Yeah, possibly. We'll see. We'll see how and It's Lady Dimitriscu
0: that everybody's, everybody's. Dreaming of her stepping on, it you know, a ten foot tall, eight hundred pound woman. But uh, sounds great. It's from Resident Evil. Mm. It was a big bad from Resident Evil. Apparently, gotcha. apparently there's a fetish for her or something weird. Okay. So, so hey, yeah, there's, d- yeah, dude.
3: There's that in the fifty foot woman.
4: That I saw.
0: Attack of the fifty. <laughs> Attack of the fifty foot woman. Mister, Mystery Science Theater Man. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs>
3: Speaking of of stories that we'll never get, we last week had talked... Oh yeah, Social Media Madness. Uh, Damn it,
0: we're so close.
3: We talked about, I guess, okay, fine. I'll I'll end the, like I said, the what if. I'll keep watching. Hopefully it gets better. I'm sure JD will eventually watch an episode just to give it a chance.
0: I'm going to watch the whole thing. I like it. It's fine.
3: But we had talked about Ryan Reynolds wants to do a Deadpool Bambi crossover. And Shadow Walker shocked me with no Deadpool and Bambi crossover. Deadpool should be canceled.
0: What? Deadpool's going to reach through the fourth wall and strangle you, pal. <laughs> I bet this guy's a lot of fun at parties. Yeah, I mean.
3: I, I, oh. I, I, how? how? How does it? being facetious. How would anyone wa- Why would anyone want to cancel Deadpool? Or Ryan Reynolds is, for that fact. I don't know. It shocked bad, me. Bad take. It was a very bad take. Speaking of of not a bad take. (laughs) This is quite a comment. We had Leslie Grace. um, We talked about Leslie Grace has been cast as Batgirl in the upcoming uh, HBO Max film. And uh, Wonder Woman's side piece said, I think it's a fantastic bit of casting. I don't know anything about her though. Expect she's. Except. Except she's finer than a caramel. Camel. A camel hair. (laughs)
4: Eh. at least he said hair
3: yes (laughs) Uh, a lot of interesting takes this week guys the Uh, internet is full of them
4: we are walling with the pigs
3: we're down in the mud this week on superhero speak oh we were there last week too so that's where we are all right all right we had talked about michael b jordan is developing a superman series for hbo max and we had rob from new york say terrible regardless of Calvin Ellis or Clark Kent bring back Henry Cavill as Superman. Okay. If HBO Max wants to do a black Superman, they already have that similar character in-house and he's a fantastic, a whole new exciting franchise universe can start from there, from scratch.
4: This guy didn't listen to the show where we talked about this.
3: Obviously he didn't listen. Also, it's like, yes, I love Henry Cavill. I think he could be an amazing Superman, but not... With the scripts that he's been given.
4: No. And they want to do something different. So whatever.
3: The Recast It podcast said, I hate it. DC needs to stop trying to make Superman a dark and brooding character. He's the light of the universe. Yes.
4: Okay, I don't disagree with what he's saying. Did I miss something where they said that, that Michael B. Jordan would be no. him as a brooding character? Or are we just going to assume that? Because... I think
3: I think people are just assuming that because... Because they—they—that's what they've been doing.
0: Yeah, like every time, every time we think we're gonna get a good Superman, they mess it up somehow. But I
4: mean, to be fair, maybe he is. Maybe that is. I mean, that grant that is not the Calvin Ellis character necessarily. But like, I don't know. I think this this particular take is a tad presumptuous because we literally don't know what they're
3: doing. Right, but I mean, I guess you also look at Michael B. Jordan as even his Johnny Storm was kind of brooding. You have. uh,
0: well, creed that, and for, then fan four stick you're talking about again m- again with the and really killmonger i wouldn't call i wouldn't call adonis creed brooding like he's one of
4: the most driven like driven right but his not... characters like like he's not fan but i mean i wouldn't call he wasn't like hamlet thing, they're like brooding upon like the meaning of things like true i that's not i don't know like i don't like yeah that's killmonger but i mean like the man does more than just play killmonger so i think that this this whole take is based on presumptions. I mean, let's be real. We just saw the Suicide Squad. There wasn't a bit of brooding in that thing.
0: Mm.
4: No, there wasn't. They, there they was...
0: didn't live long enough to brood.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah, nary, nary a brood in sight.
3: <laughs> if anyone did start to brood, they got shot. <laughs> that
0: <would be> <laughs> yeah, That's about how it worked out.
3: It is a big presumption. D-Square tweeted at us this week. He said, Bloodsport. No one likes to show off, peacemaker. Unless what you're showing off is dope as fuck. Bloodsport.
4: Damn, he's right. A great bit of dialogue um, between the, so wonderfully portrayed between those two. I love the chemistry they had. It was it was so childish. It was
3: perfect. And I said, then I told him we are dope as fuck, and then he replied with lots of cock and dick talk this week.
4: It's true. We have <laughs> we have both cocks and dicks. <laughs>
3: Just a some, little something for the ladies.
4: Some have one of each. <laughs> oh my god! Johnny Two Dicks over here can't stop laughing.
3: Uh, uh, oh my god!
4: I was a, if I was a hit man, I would like that to be my nickname. Johnny Two Johnny Two Dicks. That'd be a great one. Everybody remember that guy. <laughs> Shit! Here comes Two Dicks. Right. You really get fucked up by him.
3: <laughs> I think. I think we just found the title of the
0: episode.
4: Hell yeah! Ah. It's been a while since I've had a title. All right,
0: my uh. is back. S- score back. <laughs> score.
3: <laughs> Speaking of being excited, we talked about uh, Quantum Mania Very- has begun filming, and
2: really?
3: uh, Ucho Dore Parlay Hour tweeted at us. Uh, a gif of, of... I don't know what this is from, but it's a guy's going, yeah! Cobra Kai! Cobra, Cobra Kai. Oh. See, I've never watched Cobra Kai. I watched the pilot. It was
4: phenomenal, and I never saw another episode.
3: <laughs> I guess I can watch it now that it's on Netflix. I yeah, can't that's... bring myself to watch it, so...
4: Why? Do you not like The Karate Kid? I don't, I don't know. It's just... Okay, hold something on. Something about the premise doesn't... You did not like The Karate Kid. I need to, like, go step back <laughs> to this.
0: No, no, I mean, The Karate Kid was fine it was okay <laughs> but something about the premise you know I don't know something about the premise doesn't catch me okay I
4: mean who, you do you like... root, who do you root for in that it's a comedy so I mean like neither mm. like it play, it's not like a straight drama you're supposed to kind of chuckle a little bit at it but like nostalgia I don't know a dramedy I guess you call it
0: I don't know man I don't yeah. know <laughs> maybe it, maybe I'll pick it up at some point when I'm in the mood, but I never really. Pilot
4: you know, was really good. It was I saw it when it was on YouTube TV, and they're like, "You should buy YouTube TV to continue so It's like, Fucking, I'm not buying YouTube TV. Do you know who you're talking to,
3: <laughs> John? With the hot take,
4: yeah, John. John's. I don't like the Karate Kid take. Stunned me. It's
0: not. I don't like it. It's, it's like it's, it was okay. Uh,
3: <sighs> wow. And the topic that will never die. talked about, of course, the Masters of the Universe revelation. Oh, more
4: humans oh talked <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Christ.
3: Uh, and Mar- Mar- Maricio Mauricio. Mauricio. RNC said, I saw it a couple days ago and I liked it. Finally, someone saw an opportunity at the time that was the hero is transforming. At the time the hero is transforming. I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that statement.
4: <laughs> I know you don't agree with the statement.
3: No, no, in the sense of like the idea that the concept of a hero is transforming. Like a hero is still a hero. It doesn't matter what gender they are, what race they are, any of that stuff. But a hero is, should still be a hero. You know, it's again, it goes back to our always that we talk about on the show the whole time, like as the Superman argument. He's the he, person you're supposed to look up to. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel. That whole idea that was that he-man? When was he-man ever that guy? I didn't say he-man was that guy. I'm just saying oh, okay. the idea the idea of a hero. That's all. See now I want to hear bombing Tyler's. We need a the hero. <laughs> 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 they oh used it in the they used it in the trailer for He-Man.
4: That's probably why it's in my subconscious. Yes. Cuz that's yes, that's, that's probably why. Yeah.
3: JD needs a hero.
4: I go for a sa- I go for a sandwich if it was on gluten-free bread. <laughs>
3: all right well that is all the social media madness for this week
4: Got so silly because he isn't serious
3: uh we call it, them we call them hoagies around here gives you the right. poops
4: you know i've never had a real philly cheesesteak like a real real one oh my god i've never oh really god. been to philly like i've only been like through the airport like i've never yeah. actually like been to philadelphia no
0: you have to get one off of one of the food trucks that hasn't been health inspected in at least two years oh i,
4: hot, I, I took my kid to a hot dog vendor a chicago hot dog vendor in the city uh, chicago excuse me same exact concept like could this place pass health probably not <laughs> vienna beef hot dog yeah kiss it's beautiful <laughs> Just watch out for the secret ingredient. <laughs> rats. It's Vienna beef. That's what we call them. It's, I'm pretty sure it's rats, but that's okay.
3: There's <laughs> a lot of them here. You got to do something with them. Uh, well, on that note, here's our good friend D-Square to tell you how you can follow us on social media and be part of Social Media Madness.
1: Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GW All-Stars. You will not be disappointed. Now it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Thank you for that,
3: Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Merge podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. So this is a Don question because I know he
4: listens and interacts with us and it's kind of fun. So we were talking about the Philly cheesesteak, right? That's a Philly thing. And uh-huh. I mentioned right. the Chicago style hot dog. That's a Chicago thing. Don, what hell do people eat in Cleveland other than like depression? From your lack of from your lack of sports team success, what is the that's a good one? I'm proud of myself on that. The, what is the 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 meal of choice in Lake Erie? Like, what what do you guys do in Lake Erie? Is that for Cleveland? It's on Lake Erie.
0: Yeah, I,
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. that is a good question, Don. Is
4: Don already, Clevelander who might be listening to this episode, tweeted us at Superhero Speak and tell us what we're missing in Cleveland. Yes. That's What's, a new podcast. <laughs> what are we missing are we in Cleveland? In Cleveland? <laughs> Potential other episode title of Johnny Two Dicks is a little too blue
3: for the room. <sighs>
4: <laughs> well, on
0: that note, I'm just going to sigh every time I hear
3: As that. we contemplate on what are we missing in Cleveland, we'll take our first commercial break and we'll be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back.
3: all right we're back we have a little bit of news to talk about this week kind of uh, a slow
4: week kind of a slow week
3: except for the one really big story it's been a kind of a slow week um, I think it's
4: a big story okay continue
3: well it was big enough and that's and that's one of the things I want to, aspects I want to talk about because it was big enough to be picked up by regular news outlets but yet when the regular news outlets picked it up they got it so wrong
0: of course they did because they don't do research on that crap
3: no they don't they're, they're um, looking they for it because
0: they know that it's gonna the headline's gonna get clicks and that's all they care about
3: exactly exactly
0: well let's open this can of worms
3: uh-oh jd
4: i got a text sorry it was leaning up against my computer. did i freeze no oh edit point i did to you all
3: right sorry no my computer went crazy for oh zero.
0: okay i was like
3: what did i do what no. happened Dave,
0: Dave took an update. Dave did the one thing you don't do with a Windows machine. He took an update.
3: Yes. Yes. That was the other day. My computer went. has been acting weird ever since. All right. So it has been announced that in an upcoming story that Tim Drake, the third Robin, also known as Red Robin currently in the DC comic books, was going to come out as bisexual. But of course on ABC news and CBS news and all those great places, it, same as Robin is coming out as gay so, there's a difference but yeah there's a little bit of a difference there yeah because I'm like wait Damien that's what my first thing I popped in my head wait Damien's coming out as gay and then I click on the article I'm like no wait they're talking about Tim Drake. so so let's 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 see what do you guys think of this concept JD I have a
4: friend that I I met in my first comps experience class back in 2009. His name is Eric Drum. Uh, I'm going to tag him when this gets posted because I wanted to listen to this. I remember we were having a talk about, he's the biggest Robin fan I ever met in my life, Tim Drake specifically. He's got like Robin tattoos on him and like actual Mm -hmm. birds and Robin, Robin, like Tim Drake is like his guy. And I remember we're talking with and he's just offhandedly, I forget how the content goes. like, oh yeah, Tim Drake's gay. And this is like a decade ago. I'm like, tim drake's gay he's like absolutely and he like went through this whole thing on how he kind of told me that like, there's all these instances because never because it's never outright stated because that i guarantee you tim drake is and he was like and he's not gay himself like he just he spotted and said this is him and i was always kind of like oh you know i've never really read individual tim drake stories i just read batman so i was like oh maybe there's something i've missed so honestly when this news hit last week because of my conversations with my friend i went is Does, doesn't everybody know that? So apparently the answer was no. And uh-huh. this was a thing, but I had already decided a decade ago that Tim Drake was gay. So for me, it was like, this is a reality of which I've already possibly inadvertently accepted or my friend might have ESP. I have no idea. <laughs> but like he, he, I just accepted this as kind of reality a long time ago.
3: Interesting. Okay. Right. How about you, John? What's your take?
0: I could care less. I mean, <laughs> good for him. Like, I, I, everything I've read about it, like, I get just like JD, I haven't read a whole lot of Tim Drake, but, you know, everything I've read from reliable sources, you know, I guess they, a lot of people came to that conclusion at some point or another. And, you know, it's just, okay, so let's make it canonical. So, okay, eh, make it canon. It's I, interesting. I just,
3: it's interesting because, like, right when I was a heavy collector, it was the transition... To Jason Todd, and then
4: really, you have really dated yourself with that reference. Hmm. But continue,
3: and then well, and then the, the uh, death in the family actually is like the biggest story I remember from from that era. And then nineteen eighty eight. Keep going, and then and then what they called year three when they introduced Tim Drake, but he was a kid. Like he literally was a kid, a kid. when they introduced
0: him in the comics. Um, they introduce him with with like Robin number one, right? Or yeah, that?
4: that's the story in year three. Is like you go through Tim uh, Dick Grayson's origin story, mm-hmm. and then at the same time you're meeting this like this potential world's greatest detective who deduces Batman's secret identity.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I have like ten Robin number ones down in my basement, <laughs> and that's why only reason I know.
3: But then like then transition, and then that's kind of when I stopped heavily collecting that kind of stuff, and then. And stuck with mainly Marvel. And then the, the animated series came out. And as anyone remembers in the animated series, they skipped over Jason Todd. They go from uh, Dick Grayson right to Tim Drake. Right. That's because Jason was dead and blew up
4: and beat yeah. him with a curl bar. <laughs> so it's not stuff that works well in children's animation.
3: But does anyone remember that in the animated series, when they introduced Tim Drake as Robin, he had a relationship with Barbara Gordon on the show
0: oh yeah wait because they, they they bounced back and forth there like between his really young years and and a little bit older i think the animated series yeah, yeah. it's dick yeah. it was I'm a dick it's dick What's are it you sure dick?
4: no yeah it's 100 the first two seasons is dick is in the new adventure and like uh, the later episodes right because come tim comes along and he's younger and dick yeah. is nightwing at that point they gave him the sweet ass nightwing mullet Oh, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah cuz it's 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 the sweet next time you
2: How it is. They, t- they
4: give them they get pain the, in the front the, party in the back. Johnny Tux <laughs> had the sweet ass mollic going. <laughs> Sorry, you're that right. just that just fit in perfectly. Oh, unlike John never mind. Oh, you're right.
3: Yeah. yeah, but they yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
3: but yeah, right. like like that's my that's my extent of my knowledge again with Jason Tim Drake as well, right? Like the him being the young Robin on that cartoon and then I'm trying to think, and then I guess Kingdom Come when he's Red Robin. Kingdom Come, no, no, that's he's also not. that's also Dick Grayson. That is the Dick in Red Robin. Yeah, you're right.
4: Start because in the continuity, him and Starfire, Mary, and their daughter is Nightstar. Right. So yeah, there's not there's not a lot of hints toward that generation of DC in Kingdom Come. No. Because right? the Flash could be Wally, but it could also be Barry. They never quite they never yeah. quite say it. Right. And other than Speedy, he gets some love. Like, they don't really talk about Tim, right? They don't talk
3: about many Yeah, so I I guess we don't, I guess, yeah.
4: So that's my thing, guys. I'm like, other than the relationship with Stephanie Brown, which they had a little something, but I mean, really, Dick gets involved with Stephanie when she's already pregnant, and that, the the future spoiler, and there's that whole thing. I mean, like, it's not like, like, dude, Dick Grayson has got a, a body count of, like, women that he's been with. Like, it's... Right. Because Dick, Dick is Dick lives up to the Playboy visage of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, they say, Oh, he's a playboy. It's like, is he really who's he really hooking up with? Dick Grayson, on the other hand, is the man in the DC universe as far as my man regular Scott can profess to that. Like Tim, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this kind of I don't think this is out of left field. Yeah. yeah. So So again,
3: me, good job. So so I yeah, mentioned I, it, I, I mentioned this before and, and I, I've you know, I mentioned this to a couple people. And because I don't have, a, and so I'm going to ask the audience who's listening, if, uh, what their opinion on this is. In the sense of, if you're a con, if a, a, a connoisseur, a, a reader of Tim Drake stories, right? Like you've you've consumed a lot of Batman Tim Drake stories, and is is this something that makes sense to you, or does this feel out of left field? And I, and I'm totally curious, and maybe we should do a poll to to get an idea. Because and the reason I and the reason I'm curious because obviously. Let's, let's be honest, folks, stuff like this comes out and there are people that are going to jump on it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And there is a potential that this could be damaging to the homosexual community.
4: How do you figure? What?
3: You guys didn't read my message in, in uh, Discord.
4: To be fair, I rarely get the Discord messages because I have notifications
3: turned off on my phone. Ah. Nah.
0: So we, we rarely post in the discord. I mean, that's you know, also
3: why I had notifications turned off on my phone. Yes. When you take an established character and change their sexuality.
0: But it didn't change. That's the whole point It's like, it's always been kind but, of nebulous. Uh,
3: but yeah, I, I agree with John. This what we don't know. That's what I'm saying is that's we, what makes it nebulous. right now. We know, no, 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 you and I have never, you, I, and JD haven't read a lot of Tim Drake stories to say, Jay or nay, that we know this for sure.
0: Oh, I know, <laughs> but th- there's so I, many
4: I said, yeah. I referenced a guy who has read all of them, and yeah. he was ahead. he told me this, like I'm not even kidding a decade ago that this is where things are. So, and I don't think someone just said, you know what we should make. Let's spin the wheel of gay. Who can we turn gay? but <laughs> Tim Drake. No, I think this is I think the groundwork has been laid for this for quite some time, but they just ever came out and said it for whatever for, you know, Deep, like Marvel was definitely the more progressive of the companies as far as like identifying these kind of things. Yeah, DC never really has been, and this this goes back to the '40s as far as like those type of things with characters. Like this is not what they do traditionally.
0: Okay,
3: you know. Okay, I'm just saying that my fear is if it's not obvious to everyone.
4: No, I'm not saying that's there. Do you think? Do you think? um yeah, I'll say it. the gay community, the, LBG, the LBGTQ plus community, would be upset by this. Do they think they would find it to be pandering? They no. seem
0: to be fairly excited about it. Um, like there, there were, there, there were stories about them I, talking about him way before this happened. So
3: that's what I'm saying. I think I don't think this is a reveal so much as it is just a confirmation. No, no. But what I'm saying is, it if it's I, again, I don't have enough information on Tim Drake to say one way mm-hmm. or the other. But if I did. And there was, and it, again, if 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 it wasn't a mystery, but like obviously it must be, it lends its it lends credence to the myth of it being a choice, and that's very dangerous.
4: You know, I can I, I I understand where you're coming from with that comment, with that criticism. I would say they play more. Again, I am having read the story, but I think it will come more to the uh, idea of accept self acceptance.
0: Yeah, exactly. you know.
4: Of like you admitting it, to, like what you have known all your life, but you might be hiding away from or not admitting publicly, because there's a lot of people, There's still closeted gay clean, bisexual people,
0: or or not understanding, or not even not understanding, understanding yeah. yourself, understanding what you're feeling until yeah. something clicks. Then that does know?
4: that does happen with people. I don't. Like I said, will it? Will some people be upset? I'm sure someone's gonna be upset. Someone's upset about everything. They already are,
0: like, and they shouldn't be listened to.
4: What's I mean, like. I don't know everyone has an opinion especially thanks to twitter and social media everyone has a voice and it's it's whatever people can express whatever opinions they want mm-hmm. like be they they don't necessarily have to be right but i mean like mm-hmm. i don't know i would like to talk to a uh gay person about this and seeing and get their opinion if anyone's listening come on on yeah
0: or hit us up on twitter hit us up uh, and love, serious, right. siri- your serious I was, opinion
4: no i seriously i would seriously yeah. love to hear the opinion yeah of of a gay person like how do you feel about this do you feel this is right do you feel like you're being pandered to like because again we're three we're three we're three straight white dudes you know because right. i saw so well, one you know wonder
3: bread speak you yeah. know right so like that wonder bread speaking <laughs> we're changing the name of the podcast johnny <laughs> two like dicks four. presents wonder bread speaking <laughs> okay much much different audience for this week um um <laughs>
4: Anyway,
0: expectations so i don't know i can't just deliver
4: on those man <laughs> I, I just, just make think, the jokes
3: <laughs> i just think back to growing up my best friend who is gay and like him like him and i having conversations and and him being in tears basically saying that you know the whole the whole thing of like being mad at people telling him about it being a choice because he's like if it's why would i choose this you know but being ridiculed and and, and all of this you know yeah. And it's just like, so that's like anything that can be used to say it's a choice pisses me off. And that's why I'm like, if you're taking a character who's got an established sexuality and you're changing it to, for the sake of representation, instead of creating a new character, that's where I like have have concerns.
4: Bouncing to the idea of bisexuality, because it is more than, it is more than just, you know, um, straight, clear cut, black, white gay straight like there is there is we've come it's so weird for me to say this because again i am such i am a cisgender white guy there is middle ground you know there are people that you know for lack of a better term the door swings both ways you know like they can go either way like i've heard people go to the lengths of saying everyone's bisexual and i'm always going mm, no i don't think so <laughs> i i can only speak for myself i don't yeah i don't have those i mean I, you know, I don't have those things toward other men Neither do i but, but and there's nothing but again, there ain't of the wrong people to do. Right. So, I mean, like, and I don't think there's, I don't think that, I, I think that it's, how do I say this? I don't think that it necessarily comes down to choice so much as like, you know, what one is willing to admit to themselves and what one is willing to accept to themselves and what one is willing to express. Because, you know, there's people that don't feel like expressing which way that they, you know, there's straight people that, that don't feel like saying it. I you mean, know, genetic I mean,
0: research has proved that there, there is a huge There's a, there's a spectrum between full, you know, Mm -hmm. hetero and, and, and full homosexual. So, you know, everybody
4: exists in the animal kingdom. I mean, this is, this is something that exists. so.
0: So, so there's, there's nature and then there's our society, which tends to force people to repress it until they have the ability, the freedom or the time to figure out, Hey, this is actually how I feel. So. You know, I, I don't feel I, I I get what you say, Dave, and mm-hmm. I you know I actually agree with you on this, but I mm-hmm. don't think that this particular story has that kind of
3: oh, and I'm and I'm not into it.
0: I, I mean, I, I, I don't what think, you mean, I, I, I and the I thing don't. is,
3: and I know that that's the whole thing is that stuff like this is not done out of malice; it's done out of good intention. But mm. you know, does anyone consider those sides of these things when they? decide to do it. And if, if what JD is saying is true about Tim Drake, cause I don't have enough information on the character then they did think about that.
0: Well, let, let's, let's put it this way though. As long as the writers didn't come out and say, Hey, he decided to, that today he's going to be gay when he would never was before. As long as they're not like actually injecting into the story that he's making a choice and it's not just something that he feels, then the only problem I have is with people that would be doing what you're saying, which would be, you know, promoting that it's, it's a choice, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not nature, it's a choice. So, you know, who cares what they think, right? As long as as the writers aren't sitting there, like bolstering that argument, which I don't think they are in this case, then the people that are, you know, trying to promote this as a choice and, and doing the, you know, the re-education, you know things, the 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 systems for that, and
4: knowing the people who are who are running DC cares. editorial, who are in DC editorial, maybe not running it necessarily, but but in DC editorial, mm-hmm. I know that that's not the thought process going on.
0: Yeah. You well, know. but knowing DC, there's not much of a thought process to begin. With.
4: Well, well, I mean, like with comics, it's different. With like, you know, the people who work on DC comics care and, and love comics greatly and love those right. characters.
0: Well, and they so, they must have had a lot of talk before they allowed this. Oh, I
4: guarantee to it. That's because yeah. there's yeah. there's a lot of because of a decision like this. There's a lot of things that have to be worked through with Warner. Because this is like once the die has been cast with this, there's no going back. Right. No. You know. So this is a, this took a long time, and I don't think. I don't think Warner brothers is in a position to put themselves in with that much of a bold, and that's a bold political statement, quite frankly. And I don't see Warner is putting themselves in that kind of line of fire. They do a lot of stupid stuff on their own, but this is one that I'm sure they could even see coming. I'm even yeah. sure the Warner brothers could see this coming
3: and the Warner sister dot. <laughs> Sorry. You. I just fit in there. Oh, oh my Johnny God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 Oh my God. And I know you, I know you didn't mean anything by it, but that's another thing that pisses me off. Why is it a political statement? To say that it's a
4: choice is a political statement.
3: No, no. But I'm just saying, why does it, you know, because it I, I,
4: it's, yeah, it's
0: well, not, it's, it's not a it political, is. the only people, the only, because one side is making it political. I, I, it no, no, I, don't, want put, I don't want to put there. Mm. It is, it is. To say it is
4: a choice is a political statement where, where you fall in the political hierarchy of these things. It is. And you know it too. Because like you say anyone who understands this understands and a choice this is how you're wired. Right. To mm-hmm. say that it is a choice is a political statement. It just is. Right. All right. I think we handled that as tactfully as three white dudes could possibly do it. <laughs> three three white not, dudes. three <laughs> white straight <laughs> white dudes.
3: All right. So not these not three well, but, yeah. these all the three... tact
4: of Larry Moe and Kirby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> more. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all right. So if you're listening and you haven't stopped listening at this point Thank tell you. us over on twitter what you think of this because we want to know especially yeah. if if you're in the homosexual community
0: or um, i would
4: love to hear someone that yeah i'd love to hear from somebody if if if, if tim
0: any more authoritative than three white guys <laughs>
3: if, <laughs> if, subject
0: if tim or billy is listening
3: to this especially billy because you're the bigger comic book fan of the two of you um you know let me know what you think all right moving on staying in the DC camp. This one I kind of found interesting. You guys remember a movie called Batman Returns? Yes. Yes. Do you remember Danny DeVito played the Penguin?
0: Yes. Uh, he probably, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, to celebrate the Penguin's 80th birthday, he is going to write a comic book story for the Penguin. It's a fun gimmick.
4: I like this idea.
3: I don't like okay. <laughs> i don't know what kind of writer danny devito is do like i know he's directed some movies but has he written anything
4: doesn't matter he knows how to tell he's directed so he knows how to tell a story The editor. i don't know who i don't know who's running the bad office now it's not jamie rich anymore but i know someone's gonna hold his hand and walk him through it and make it more, true like a comic like it's a he can't lose in this right like i'm sure the dialogue will be fine it'll be adequate It'll be one issue. They'll move on. It's a cute, it's a, it's a fun little gimmick story that makes complete sense.
3: Well, then do you have Pee-wee Herman, right? Not Pee-wee Herman. Who's the actor who? Paul Rubens? Not Paul Rubens, but because he played his father from the Gotham show. The.
4: No, no one cares about the guy who played the penguin on Gotham.
3: <laughs> but he was
4: the main antagonist. No, gives a shit about that guy. What, oh, what? what 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 is this show
0: that you're talking about I don't know yeah, that don't... Show is in
4: that is so in the past now if Burgess Meredith wants to write about a penguin story you say yes because he's been dead for a long time and that's <laughs> impressive that's, <laughs> I was gonna say how's a dead man that's what well, that's the point
3: oh it would be a dead man story oh nice that nice
4: uh, right now
3: do yeah. you now the question I would have is do you want him to write? like a comic book accurate, serious joke, uh, joke or penguin story? Or do you want him to write it as the penguin from Batman Returns?
4: My guess would be he would write it from the perspective of his character. Because this is like when I was working in independent film, I learned that most actors, especially method actors, will actually write out their character's backstory and stuff like that. Even if it's mm-hmm. some established, they'll do this homework so they know how to get in the character's mind. And I imagine that he's already made these decisions up about things that His version of oswald cobblepot is already done and based on the cover i think we're going to get his i think we're going to get the burton story and they just launched the batman 89 book i still got to pick that up right so why not which which
3: ties in exactly
4: why not do it like it's it's danny devito you do an on continuity thing you get some gimmicky buzz for it and quite frankly it's danny devito everybody loves
0: danny devito
3: john don't you love danny devito
0: he's okay oh my god did you hate your childhood i'm just Uh, curious no i just have a different sense of humor and his his didn't you watch taxi growing up no oh you missed out it was a good show oh i know but we we're just uh,
4: talking about Judd Hirsch yesterday, too,
0: coincidentally. And what's her face? The redhead who was on there, the one who married Yeah, she, who supposedly has an eidetic memory. So
4: Supposedly. She grew up uh, a couple blocks away from my my grandfather's bakery on the northwest side hmm. of Chicago.
0: Yeah. See, I found <laughs> from her from funny. From the old neighborhood. I found her funny, but when I ever. But hot. Donnie That's Devito, st- you found What? Her
4: hot. Hot. That's the term you were looking for. <laughs> well, no. See, <laughs> e-
0: e- yeah, that too but there's you know there's there's <laughs> that aside, that that is that is well everybody no, she was funny her. yeah exactly that aside she I found her funny but just' funny the videos type of of humor doesn't click with me so
4: i think okay and that stuff i get what you're saying but i mean like one i think he's playing a different like him as the penguin isn't going to be him as you know frank and, and the always sunny
0: you know true 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 so yeah that i mean and that's fine and know? he also he also made interested. like matilda and as a director he's
4: done some stuff that would surprise you and how like heart yeah. yeah oh i know turns. he's got that
0: side I'm too and that's I'm fine too John. i'll watch him in that it's just it's just the the Seinfeld type humor the you know, the humor that relies on meanness that doesn't never really got me. So people being can, mean to each other.
4: I can get that. I mean, he didn't throw, like he was playing a character on like Taxi and stuff like that. Like it's not necessarily because again, this is the guy that did Matilda. Oh, he directed like Throw Mama from the Train. He definitely has a dark sense of humor, a dark sensibility. Excuse me. Mm. But I mean, like, because yes. Throw Mama from the Train is a very it's a dark, but like there's like a. But it's still. In, it's there's so bad an innocence as a joke. to it. Yeah, but there's yeah. like an innocence to it too, right? So I think that I do think he's a guy that could do an interesting take on this
3: character. Right.
4: He's directed a lot of comedies too, but I'm nothing that I would Hoffa. That's an interesting
3: one. That's not well, a comedy. No,
4: I know. That's why I said it was interesting.
3: Death to or, Smoochie.
4: Wait, he did Death to Smoochie? He did do Death to Smoochie.
0: Oh my God. Uh, was it John Stewart was in Death to Smoochie? Uh, Matilda. Like
4: Matilda's a kid's movie. You know, The War of the Roses is is a mean-spirited movie where the two characters at the end realize they've been completely awful to each other and have this like moment of clarity like i think he's a very talented director and storyteller actually i'm very interested to see what he would do it's like if he was if you're telling me Ben day was going to take over the batman universe i'd be like okay come on dude what are you what are you doing but right one that's book, a one <laughs> who cares
0: yeah no I'm, I'm good i'm good with the like a one shot I'd, I'd be interested. Yeah. i'll get it i'll read it
3: what if you love it and it's the best thing you've ever read?
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
3: <laughs> all
0: right. All right.
3: Well, I say
4: the odds of that are slim to none. As the- yeah.
3: Magic 8-Ball would once tell
4: me. <laughs>
3: well, moving on to the other side of the aisle, our good friend Brie Larson has announced that production for the Marvels has officially begun.
4: Every time I read about this, my brain immediately goes to the Shazam family, even though they're not what they're called anymore. <laughs> I
3: know, I know, I know. I mean, it's 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 almost like Kevin Feige did that on purpose.
4: I don't know. Captain Marvel, I enjoyed the first time. I don't think it's got a lot of great replayability. No. But I like Monica Rambeau in WandaVision.
3: So based on that.
4: And we're going to get, our,
3: get our, our introduction to Miss Marvel.
4: Yeah. Yeah, she's a great comics character. So I think that I'll go in with an open mind. I don't, I'm not, I'm not like excited, but I'm open minded.
0: I'm kind of excited. This is what I want to see.
3: I'm curious: is Captain Marvel going to be more of a not a main character in this? It's a great question.
4: I don't think so because she's a star. Like free Larson's a legit star. Yeah. So you pay more money for her, right? And you got go, to go dollars to dollars to donuts. You know, who's getting the screen time? We're paying. Wait,
3: they're paying her with donuts. She's lucky.
4: A woman doesn't eat many carbs. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but I mean, you pay a lot more money for Brie Larson. You're going to put a lot more Brie Larson in the movie. True. Know? That's just the economics of things.
3: Yeah, I mean, not, I know. I I'm excited, but I got to wait for a trailer to to be fully invested in this at this point.
0: I am really interested to see this. Like, I really can't wait to see this. Yeah,
3: I don't know. We'll see. I I, I like they built her up so much, and then like. You know, they did build sh- her
4: up
0: a lot,
3: and she was in Endgame for five minutes, and it was like, okay.
0: Well, yeah. she
4: was in Endgame for five
0: minutes. It, it's know. we're still dealing with the end. What was it? What one of the people that worked at Disney had a problem with? With they, they even made public comments about women being no the,
3: the, no 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 that no. has not it's 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 that's all Kevin Feige though like that had nothing to do with it. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the. I don't think the Captain Marvel movie was as well received by everyone all the fans as as all the other movies. Well, there was also
0: that. backlash against it there I mean, was backlash against much okay. For no at, reason other than
4: you're right. The Ghostbusters, the reboot had a ton of backlash against it before, and then they delivered a mediocre movie. Right.
0: Which and this help. one, yeah.
4: no. This hmm. one they had a ton of a ton of backlash against it, and they delivered a A pretty decent movie, a pretty good movie, right? It wasn't the home run it really needed to be. It was was good. It wasn't. It's Eh. on the level of like Thor Two and like you know,
3: exactly, exactly. It's not Thor Two is
4: better than you think it is. Thor Two is aged. It's better than you think it is. It's better than Iron Man Three or Iron Man Two.
3: No, no, no. I still like Iron Man Three. Iron Man. I'll fight you on this. I will win.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with this. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm gonna sit at home and watch it on my. TV. So, sure, Thank you. if I if
3: I if I kick in your two decks, you'll go down. You
4: have to find them first, <laughs> all the way out in Philadelphia.
0: I was, was going to say you, 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 that was a self. I
4: buried right? myself with that one and <laughs> <That's laughs> couldn't figure out how to pull my way out. <laughs> so,
3: so. Your poor oh. wife has to find them every night. Oh, I wish.
0: Um. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Been way, way past
3: that. So we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I want to see a trailer. All right. I want um, to see the movie. But a movie that I don't need to see a trailer for, because I know it's going to be epic as they build this cast of up better than it ever has been before. Sonic 2 has now has its knuckles. I read and this it's...
4: headline five times and couldn't believe it. I thought this was <laughs> April Fool's. Oh, right. the it's like, one and only
0: idris alba they're,
3: they're, will be they're do- playing
0: knuckles they're, they're doing this the, they're doing this for the furries right like this is to get the the the, the furry vote does he have <laughs> he's he's got to have kids it's got to be like he's, he's got yeah, yeah, he kids and it's got to
3: be like he's doing it for his kids it's, but, but it,
0: you, that's not the voice you expect to come from no, no because <laughs> no
4: no Sonic was... I, Andy watched it eventually. He, he liked it, so I checked it out with him. It's actually much better than it had any right to be. Oh, yeah. Um, much better. Dave was right about that. I, I don't know what to think about this. This is absolute lunacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so is the Sonic it's movie, so... Stringer Bell <laughs> is going to be Knuckles. Mind-boggling. <laughs> yes. mind, mind boggling. I don't even know how to react to it, to be honest with you.
3: Bloodsport is Knuckles.
4: Well, he's Bloodsport, but he will always be Stringer Bell from The Wire. Yeah. Mm. Possibly the greatest television show of all time. That's what the I, Wire. That's the that's what Wire is phenomenal. The I've Wire is seen. like the it's like the peak of crime drama. Television. There are so many I, people
0: that made their bones in that. Yes, I, I, like am, is, on. I am. It lives up
4: to every bit of the hype.
3: I mm. am convinced there are subliminal messages in the Wire because I've never met you. Never meet anyone who's watched it who's like, eh, "I didn't like it because and it's I've it's never that, watched it
4: because it's that good."
3: No, it I think really is subliminal really, messaging.
4: It really is that good. David Simon might be the greatest television. Writer Just
3: like the subliminal ever. messages we put in this podcast every week that aren't working.
4: I was saying we suck if that's <laughs> if we're doing that. Yeah, so I'm color, color me interested.
3: Yeah, I mean, John? I know I I, I got to see it because I saw the first one. I got to see what happens. I haven't
0: seen the first one. Oh, but it's maybe inter- I'll, maybe it's I'll entertaining. Go
4: see it. It's entertaining. I mean, like I'm not gonna tell you to rush out and see it. It's definitely a kids movie, but you know James. What's the name of the actor? The guy who played this guy who played Cyclops. Whose name I can. I always want to call him James Marsters. but that Spike? That guy is in it, and he's like ageless. He's like Paul. Him and Paul Rudd have like some decrepit bodies hidden that are just doing all the aging for them. They're like vampires. They, there's
0: well, a there's a painting. Goes, like I guess. Do you want to go two degrees of, of, of timelessness? Like what's the one who played next in X-Men with him? Kajensen? James yeah. yeah. Marsden? She, she's also Marsden.
4: Like, that's it.
0: Yeah, but 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 Famka, she was in an episode of the next generation, mm-hmm. to Star Trek the Next Generation. And you see her that and and the time between she's 20 and 40, no difference. She's Xena,
4: she was Xena on a top in uh goldeneye. <laughs> Yes. Yes. We're way off topic. So yes,
3: knuckles we're good. I wonder if Jim Carrey's going to come back as uh, Doctor Robotnik.
4: I think so. I think he's coming back. Kind of have to. Well, especially the end. Like they set him up to. Come. He, yeah, he should be the villain, but you know.
3: Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for anyone. Spoilers for passes. a
4: two. Spoilers for a two yeah. no, so, and I mean, a half year old. Yeah. No, one and a half.
3: Twenty twenty. It was the last movie I saw in the theaters in 2020.
0: 2020, 2020. 2020 was like three years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> 2020 counts as like two years at least. Yeah. I mean, that's he's he,
3: his performance alone is worth it for that movie. It's one of the best Jim Carrey performances in like a decade. A long time. Yeah.
0: Remember when all we cared about was, was that Sonic looked too real <laughs> when we could afford simpler times. Yeah. I miss them. So all right. Of simpler times.
3: Speaking of simpler times, we're going to. We're going to actually take a uh, detour here, and we're going to give you an interview. As I said, I was at the Black Collar Comic-Con over the weekend. It is run by our good friend Eric Cooper, and I sat down and talked to him, and they uh, actually had a special announcement about Black Black Collar Comic-Con. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to what Eric had to say.
2: All right, everyone. We
3: are still here at the... All right, everyone. We are still here at the Black Label Comic Con, uh, but we're here with a good friend of the show. Uh, I think you were like our second interview, um, the one and only Eric Cooper. How are you, sir? Wait, wait, wait. I
2: was. I was. Uh, damn, the second interview. You were like the second or third interview on the show. All right,
3: cool, cool. And, and remember, it was the bad audio, so we, we did a second interview that's to right, make up right. for it. Yeah, yes,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, welcome to Black Label Comic Con in Philly. So. You are the the man
3: behind the con, as it
2: were. Um, Is it a con, or is it a real thing?
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a good one.
2: So, so why don't you tell uh, the listeners at home what Black Label Comic Con is all about? Well, Black Label Comic Con, well, uh, I refer to myself as um, a liquor lusher my own way, you know, and uh, I love IPAs, and I wanted something totally different for a con where it showed excellence and a different flavor, so... Anything dealing with, you know, with black label, you think like a certain taste or a certain acquirement, right? And this is a very different different type of Comic Con out others, and it has a very interesting mix of people and artists and writers, creators that come out there and just show their excellence for the world to see. Because like unlike bigger cons like like big New York Comic Con and San Diego, E two, you know, CCE two, you know, they highlight all the big huge celebrities. But they don't they don't do do any recognition for it. I got crazy right here. Uh-huh. Uh, the other do thing for like the the people that actually create the content, and th- this is about the workhorses of the industry. It's about having having their chance to talk and shine and show what they really can do, and also their future projects. Also, so it, it's a very different con where you're co- you're coming out here to put yourself on stage and to show your real talent. Uh, you're not copying off Marvel. You're not copying off DC. You're doing your own individual property, your own individual thing that you're fa- passionate about that, that is about you.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I, definitely walking around. Um, everyone I've talked to so far is, are they're independent creators and they're creating unique, uh, great ideas that yeah. you know you don't know, you don't you don't see. I mean, you see that in artist alley at New York Comic Con, let's say, but that get, that's pushed.
2: That feels like it's pushed to the back anymore. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more drowned out, drowned out by you know the big celebrity or the big huge Marvel and DC Dark Horse. You know, it, 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 granted, they have the budget. And, of course, those, those big venues couldn't really exist without them being there. Right. But we, we, stop, we still have to stop back and look at the people that is creating that type of media for you. It is the creators. And I feel as though they don't get a chance to shine like they should. And, like, you go to certain, like, big, big huge sites like that, you know, they don't really talk about those creators that actually create kinds. Like, I, everyone at my show... Right their you know their pictures put up their logo their website you know their their brief history about themselves actually put on the site and you know you don't see that for other shows right They're very far in between so you know
3: starting something like this has to be difficult like what what pushed you like what what made you decide to do it and then i'm sure you got a lot of pushback when you said i want to start my own convention like what made you decide, like, no, damn it, I'm going to do this?
2: Well, they say you only got one life to live, at least, at least in this pre- present body. Right. Um, but, you know, if you don't take a chance in life and do what you're passionate about, you don't want to live with that what if or those regrets. My thing was that I pushed myself to be a cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Put my first, you know, I was the first cosplayer's own character in the market, which is Nightseeker. Seeker. And then I got to a point where I started publishing, books. people loved it. Then I broke the mold and said, well, I did novels, so let's do a picture in each each chapter to give an idea of the story. So it's called Caption Novel. So I did that platform. Then we get to um, one of the other books. uh, Sorry, it was, oh, um, Merge. Oh, I'm sorry. People Tribal. I got a lot of books. Uh, And we call this a novic, where we put a picture in each chapter like I did before for the Caption Mm -hmm. Novel. But now we also have comic book content inside in random parts of the chapter. So, you know, the Navig is a new new form of entertainment. And I uh, say, so Eric, what's your next step? Well, huh. let's do a Comic-Con. So now we got, you know, Black Label was in 2019. And, you know, I, I've always wanted to push for a different adventure, a, a different way to bring people along with me that were ready and say, look, the, I'm, I'm, I, I am the horse. I'm going to take you to a different a different part of the field. I'm going to take you to a different land. Follow me have fun with me, you're going to have a good time, you're going to learn a lot from me. And each creator I've talked to, they said, Eric, we've learned so much from being around you because you give back so much and so much you know, so much intelligence and stuff that you get to do around other people and how to work people together. And it's about networking and getting those good vibes out there and have people appreciate it and want to grow with you. And now is my next step is to become a full digital publishing company. So oh, that's wow. Yeah, so Black Label Comic Con made the announcement last night at the dinner and I'm making it here tonight, today as well, is that Black Label Comic Con will be... So you will have also a magazine every three or four as well. We'll be highlighting different creators around the world. It's not just America. Right. I want this to be well-standing and to give people a real platform to tell their story and to have a media doing them because everything now is electric. Everything's oh, electronic. Yeah. So people, you have people access, so it'll probably be like a subscription thing or you can just download the whole book if you want to. But I think the subscription thing will... Work pretty well because you have access to all the content, Right. And, and you know you just look through that all you want and there's a monthly membership and everyone's happy. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So wow. Um, do you have a do you have a plan on when that's going to actually start? We, we, I started doing research um, this year. Hopefully I, I could probably launch by the beginning but I'll put it out there that yes we're, we're, we're doing.
3: So so yeah we had you mentioned uh, the first one was in 2019 obviously last year.
2: Oh, uh, 2020 yeah. Yeah we didn't have so <laughs> something
3: I've been asking everyone here is um, 2020, obviously, independent creators, they live on conventions, um, to get their, their name out there, to get their, and as a creative person, 2020 affected a lot of people. How did it affect you and how did you get through it?
2: You know what? Um, I work, um, I'm, I'm an optician. Pretty much, I'm front line because I'm medical. Uh, Right. So when the, when the thing first hit, uh, you know, the job said, look, uh, all you guys go off the job for a while. We're not going to hire you, get you guys back for a while. It's quite a struggle today. Oh, wow. And then two weeks later, I got a call back. Yeah, come back to work. Why? Oh, you're a medical. You're front line. I'm, I'm sorry. You have to get back to work. So, you know, our Negroes get back on the field, uh, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Um, I, I went back to work. But, you know, it kept my standing a little bit um because you did not want to watch the, it, was, it was sad it was oh, sad yeah. people dying all over all over us um and you know i had to get back in the group but you know it, it just didn't feel as though that connected wasn't there because everyone was like doing zoom calls and you know people doing like virtual cons it, it just felt to me it just felt so fake I, I, yeah I, I couldn't deal with it i couldn't deal with it. um but i survived it and i said let me do on creating and that's what I was saying, is that I worked my job home after for a degree of triangle, but during that time I was, and now that the pandemic is kinda somewhat tame um, you know, we're yeah. back to convention. of course trying to keep safety in check. Right. Um, but yeah, um, if you have a true passion, purpose and drive, nothing's gonna stop you. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get your goals. See when you said you want it bad.
3: Oh yeah. I mean that's uh that's true and it, that, that's actually been a theme uh, a lot of people have been saying here and uh and I, I do I I I get that I truly appreciate that attitude. Um, what would you say to someone who you know is just in a position where they're like, I, you know, I don't know how to start it. Maybe twenty twenty even set them back, you know, further in that you know, like I can't do this. I don't want to do what. Like what what do you what do you say to yourself to motivate yourself to get moving? What what would you say to someone to get
2: started? Well, the thing is, you always ask just why. You, why do you do it? Why do you get up? Why do you spend the nights computer or writing on doing the artwork? You have to ask yourself the question, why? If your why is strong, if it's strong enough, the how is all around you. The how is, but you have to ask the why, and you'll struggle. It, nothing comes easy. I mean, you know, they say, you know, trial and tribulation. You have to go through the trial. So my trial is the comic I'm doing this. I got things on my back. But yeah. I do it because I'm passionate about it. put on stage. Yeah. Uh. Maybe. <laughs> well, you're on stage right now. You know, it's audio. But
3: yeah, that's true. Um, so, all right. Um, you alluded to, to your writing. Um, what is... Uh, with, with your writing, like, what's going on? I guess it's been a while. So what's going on with Night Seeker and your other books right now?
2: Well, Night, Night Seeker... Not really put a hole. He actually has appearances. In different. Uh, Night Seeker is a Flash of character, character of my world. He's right, right. Um, but he's also well Star Force, where things kind of mm-hmm. and uh, and then we get to Merge. Merge is a character similar powers to Night Seeker, um, but different. But also, it's my, my first. People love this. Story. And also, I was a Trayvon Martin in a book. Uh, actually, we see Martin. He actually he had tears come to his eyes. said approached me, asked permission. To be like this. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and even in life and right. time. Then as we poured in, now we get to, and that was something I learned about um Black Wall Street. Oh, yeah. and you know, He's been doing a lot of he uh, got me excited about it. I did my research and me and Phoenix it. Our, it went actually extra- the vibe there was very odd, but you know they didn't want to talk about and it like I said, it was a very interesting vibe, but took it back home. people was starting it's it's real. It, it in our minds.
3: You know, it's funny, a lot of people don't know about Black Wall Street and um it's it's one of those things when I growing up a young Catholic kid, um, you're taught about Martin Luther King yeah. versus Malcolm X, yeah. and you're you're presented as Martin Luther King was had the right idea and Malcolm X was too much of a militant, and too too much of a rebel, too much of a rebel. Yeah, and as you get older and you realize Malcolm X's actual message was an wasn't necessarily separation it was don't depend on the white man to, to be your success be your own success yes. is basically what his message yes, was right. um and he would point to things like black wall street like yes like that's the whole point be your own person build yourself up i mean and that's that's what you're doing here with, yes. with black label comic-con um it, it just amazes me that uh like that idea has gotten lost in today's world and yeah. has gotten lost in our media, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's history that's just not
2: taught and it should yeah. be taught. And, and I think more pride in our past and is not highlighted. And you know, in the image that we see, of course, you know, you know, it, the Marvel DC have done place for. Oh, we want to make you know Superman black, Spider Man black. It, it's it's more of a cop out. I said, can you give me an original character? You know, right. Give me something new, something original. And I think they give up to milestone, I said they they produce new characters i've met dwayne mcduffie uh, i know his wife my wife looks at me and says you're just like my husband of, of vibration and you know we, we got talking a while and you know and she she entrusted me said look you, you're carrying along some kind of i, I keep, keep carrying that black and i don't know how to say this but people that didn't know their true history and their true background how excellent in the past mm-hmm. because it was so suppressed it's time to reclaim that passion again. Right. It's time, it's time to reclaim who we are as a... And to spread it to, to the world. it should be pride for what we have, what we've done the society. A lot of things are coming up because black motivated talent. Right. A, lo- a, lot, of, a lot of stuff that comes to the front was from, from black people, but they, they suppressed everything. So that. Same thing with the internet. I, don't it was. I think it was the Google, what, Google Maps or whatever. Actually, it was actually a black woman that actually wrote the program. Well, what was... Uh
3: what was that movie with the the three women? Oh
2: yeah, uh, at NASA. Yeah, hidden figures. Yeah, it 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 figures. Figures. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's we it, wouldn't it, have gone to the moon without them. Yeah, it's, 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 it's it, 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 it. It don't tell stories because they want to create a narrative where you like you were lazy. Oh, you guys don't do enough. Oh, and it's like pull, you know, pull your, shoot, your bootstraps up. We've been doing this for eons, but of course, never got paid for it. Um, you know, so it, it's time to reclaim our independence. That's where it comes down. Yep. It's time not to depend on other other people to do things for us. We can do things ourselves, and that's where, and Black Label is about entrepreneurship. I said I don't know any other con that says you're here to learn how to be an entrepreneur and what you want to do as as a lifestyle or a hobby, or creating comics and concept. This is your learning rate. So, I mean, it's been a while. So I'm going to end with the same question we always end with, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, I think we've got a great lead lead in here for it. Um, how do you measure success? Success, and I, I said this last night, and I, and I still say this is true. True success is this: how many people have a better way of life because you lived and because you shared your life with them? That is true success. That is true success. I like that answer.
3: All right. So um, let everyone know at home where can they find mm-hmm. Black Label. Find out more about Black Label Comic Con and. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, the uh, the publishing company. Yeah.
2: Well, the nice thing about owning the con is that you own the name and you own the site. So all I got to do is go, just type in Black Label Comic Con, and guess what? All the content's there. Yep. I own the whole site. It's it's it's, it's owned. Yes, it's not owned by someone else. I own it. I pay for it. Yes, it's owned. So is, and the thing about um, about having it's like having your own house, replaced place to you. Is that that's why Black Label is it? Look, teach you how to own yourself, how to own your proper ideas, and yes. that's just all about.
3: And then, where can people find you on uh, social media?
2: Oh, um, go to Eric. Oh, I'm sorry, E R sorry eric because there's different Eric's around. around the <laughs> so E R I C dot Cooper dot three five three. That is both my Facebook and also my Instagram. Yep. All right. All right.
3: Thank you very much, sir. Dave
2: pleasure as always you are definitely an amazing person thanks for coming out doing what you do man we we appreciate you all
3: all right thanks for that eric and yes so he is now starting a publishing company they're going to put out a quarterly book as he said in the interview that's going to highlight local art no not local artists from all around the world and and creators and in this quarterly book and then they're going to give deals to some of them to you know, obviously, publish books through them, so it will be uh, interesting to see. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. So we're going to take our next and final commercial break, and be right back with our main topic.
4: After these
3: messages,
1: we'll be right back.
3: All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're JDless at the moment. He will be back shortly, but he said to start without him. Nature called, I think. So we uh, all sat down and watched the new animated DC movie, which is based on the long Halloween. And since we talked about the book, actually not that long ago on the show, we decided to all take and watch the movie and, uh, and talk about it. So, John, you are the longtime DC animation fan. You are the animation guy. You are Mr. Cartoon. What did you think of the animated version of the long Halloween?
0: Well, like we had discussed off air, it, there's a few things that they changed. We didn't mm-hmm. discuss exactly what changed. For me, specifically, the ending had changed. And, you know, yes, but but aside from that, and they did break this up into an eighty five minute and an end an eighty three minute movie, two DVDs, which I for your listening fans, I'm holding them up <laughs> to the camera. oh, so yeah. So I, I have two Blu-rays. I got both Blu-rays of Part One and Part Two. Was it two hundred and forty minutes of yeah, yeah, something like that? So eighty and eighty-two. <laughs> anyway, two hours and forty minutes. So I'm surprised at how well the animation that the the show managed to keep kind of the the feel of the comic book itself. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of exposition. It, I mean, there were basically it, it stayed really true to the book as far as I, I'm concerned. It, it it felt kind of you know dark and and dreary and you know and everybody yes. beat down and. It it did well, you know. I, I think I think it did well, except for the end where they changed it a bit, and then the di- the dialogue didn't snap as well with the rest of it as like the co- it didn't it didn't quite feel like the feel of the comic book itself. Like it didn't it didn't feel like Jeff Loeb's writing, you know. Yes, but only when they changed something.
3: Yeah, and I don't want to talk about the ending just yet till JD gets right. back because. I the, the, that ending it's yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of it's kind okay. of important and you know the animation style was interesting because there were definitely it was weird there felt like there were parts of it that felt like throwback to old style animation where there would be scenes where the character just his eyes moved right like it, mm-hmm. it felt like there everything was a still picture but the eyes moved you know it's like really old school cartoon. And, but uh, but not
0: cheap, not the cheap kind. Like, no, no, no. I you,
3: yeah. I'm not saying that. It just it felt like, and I it almost felt like that was done on purpose. Then and and it's weird too because like I loved the touch and the credits where they took actual images from the comic and had those go by as the credits opening credits were going by. Like mm-hmm. that was a great touch. But then when you're looking at those and then you're watching the cartoon, and I get it. They're not going to copy Tim Sale exactly. For I felt it. the
4: same. I know I just jumped in because, again, New House, Elderly Dogs, bad combination. Carpet hmm. Cleaner's coming tomorrow. I felt the same way. I thought that this whole thing kind of lacked from Tim Sale's art influence. It really did. But, yeah. but,
0: but the, the story kept kept kind of the feel sure. of at least yes. of Jeff Loeb's, you know. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm. For sure. They play They play most of the same beats,
4: but I feel like the art is a little... I was disappointed. The art was so like traditional warner art right for this stuff and not like tim sales moody
3: we talked about that when we reviewed the book because it's such a part of the story his art style is is so different it's not your classic uh style this
4: would be like imagine if they did an adaptation of kingdom come and just did like regular art and it didn't look like alex ross you but know like did, it's
0: yeah but it. i mean they still made some choices to try and tone down like you said they're not gonna, they did. they're not gonna make tim sale but like it, like they did with the batman animated series one of the differences they do they did here that they don't do an other normal animation is they start with a black background
4: mm-hmm.
0: and then they add color whereas like for the Superman animated series or, and most other animation, they start with a white page and then they add to that. Right. So, so they use, they use that to keep it darker. Like, you know, everything started with a black background and then you try to add, you know, the highlights to it of what you want to show. So it, it's still like, it still felt kind of noirish and,
3: Oh, yeah, no, no, no one's saying that, but like like one of the things Tim Sale does and gets away with um, oh, yeah. is, and you can't get away with this in a cartoon, so you really couldn't do it anyway, is he'll do the thing where everything's dull, but there's like a red rose that stands out in the image and because it's important to that part of the story, right? And you can't really do that in a cartoon as much. But you can, you, but you can do that in a book quite easily. I mean, obviously the person who does they it did
0: that in Sin City you could do it in this.
2: You know,
3: I was about to say the guy who does it the most is, is, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Sin City, Frank Miller. Frank Miller, Miller. thank Frank you. Miller, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, but yeah, like, so let's get into this to, to the story beats that changed. And I'm trying to and I, see, and it's funny because we just did the book, but there were like, as I'm watching, and I haven't, I did not pick the book back up, which I should have. And I was going to, but I didn't get a chance.
0: You guys maybe get it, so I'm, I'm very happy to have the, this chance. The the Catwoman
3: stuff.
4: A lot more. There's a lot more for Selena to do in
3: this. I'm about to say, there's a lot more Catwoman in this than there was and, in the book.
0: And just one note about that before we go into it. Catwoman was voiced by Naya Rivera. Yeah. And she drowned. This was her last thing before she drowned, which was an incredibly sad thing that happened. <laughs>
4: Saved her four-year-old and then didn't have enough left to save herself.
0: Yep, apparently she got. I don't know. I she, she did was, not know
3: that. Wow.
0: Yeah, she was out on a pontoon in a lake with her four-year-old. Uh, apparently, as much as they can piece together, is that they went swimming. The pontoon was blown away from them, and as she was swimming to the pontoon, her legs got caught in some of the underbrush and you know underwater. Yeah. She, the four-year-old managed to get onto the pontoon and she drowned very very sad so you know so i i was i've given the timeline i was wondering if like they had reused some some of her dialogue from other stuff in order to fill this in or if she had just if she had finished her lines before they they finished this i, oh, think I don't know so but yeah i mean you're right she, she had a lot more to do in this
3: oh yeah yeah i mean that was it was uh in a way, it comes off more of a Batman-Catwoman love story.
4: Yeah, which really isn't the long Halloween. No. But that's kind of the the Tom King influence on things. And this is kind of where we are with Batman storytelling at the moment. So I, I think it actually helps move it along. It gives Batman someone to talk to. You know, which is important, and you need, you, you and, need yes. an excuse
0: for some exposition. So. Yeah,
4: which because in comics you can just because Jeff Jeff Loeb isn't afraid of, to. Jeff Lowe's one of those like uh, uh, late night like nineties style writers that, that didn't do captions everything or didn't do thought balloons everything went in the caption, mm, right? right? So that's kind of how he does those things. You can't do that in comics. So or no, excuse me, in, in cartoon. Film. So you gotta you gotta have Batman talking to somebody, and Catwoman makes as much sense as anyone, especially because she is so her what one of her reveal is so important to the story so you know sure why not
3: oh her reveal that who her father is yeah who
4: her father is that her father is carmine falcon
3: right so yeah i mean you know it it made me wonder though like if you didn't add those aspects in it is it still two parts yeah it's a 13 it's based on the 13
4: issue series
3: yeah it is a long long
4: halloween is long
1: Mm -hmm.
3: yes That's why it's called The Long Halloween. It
4: is. And they streamlined. Like, I think most of the changes just streamlined it, you know? I don't think any of them were. There's one that I thought was interesting.
3: Which one was that? The Um, end?
4: Yeah. Well, the end was, one, they'd get rid of the Riddler, you know? Oh Hush yeah, Jeff, which Jeff Hope yeah. should have done in Hush, quite frankly, because yeah. um, <laughs> um, it made no sense. No, so they got rid of the Riddler, which I didn't like. I, I mean, I guess it's not necessary, but part of the long Halloween's fun is it's like you know every beat is a different villain. Yes, you kind of it's harder to like it's harder to get that done through film than it is in comics. So like, but I, I get it just for the sake of streamlining the the persona like the uh, the characterization of Two Face in this is different very mm. you know whereas we talked about this with Ellis on the twitter last week about how nolan took so many character beats so many story beats i should say from the long halloween yeah well i think the long halloween takes the 2 Face character beat from the dark knight and applies it to its film because this two-face is far more like aaron eckhart's interpret. because that guy that two-face wasn't like you know split personalities warring over a brain Right. right that is that is a guy who's just accepted that the world sucks and he's going to suck on with it right that's kind of what this guy feels like more so than someone can like mentally ill
3: especially by the time you get to the end of the especially
4: by the time he's actually two-faced yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that i think that's the biggest change and in the, the stuff they did with Albert, with alberto Falcone, when with him hooking up with with gilda i don't remember that and from the comics i think that was new
3: that's all that was
4: all added. it i don't, feel like, I don't yeah. feel like that i don't think that added much to it i think it was a little too much coincidence to be honest with you i don't again the gilda reveal in the comic is kind of like wait what uh-huh i think this is a lot of jeff Loeb's issues i think jeff Loeb is a guy who has no who has trouble sticking the landing when it comes to these mysteries i think he kind of choked it a little bit with with this one and with hush and dark victory I don't know the, the reveal, and that's really not much of a reveal either. So, like, I think he, I just don't think that's what he's good at. And they tried to stay true to the story while giving a little more character depth, but it's like at the same time you're like exposition, 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 mm. exposition, exposition. It's still, it's still not a great reveal.
0: But the, it's my but, least
4: favorite part of the story.
0: But the the original ending, I thought, still kept with the the tone of the rest of the book. Like it is, no, like, no, like arguing, Batman yeah. not figuring out like mm-hmm. that. That Gilda was actually holiday, so, and all right,
4: all right, because so, it yeah, makes no sense. So bad. <laughs> didn't figure it out. Let, right.
3: Let's let's get to let's let's just skip right to it then. So here's your two contrasts, and you're right. In the in the in the comic, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but Gilda is the holiday killer.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Batman doesn't figure. No one figures it out because it, she
0: it, has no connection. There's like not right in so you, the animation. They gave her a connection, but. And they so did. she, and the connection is kind of, yeah, um, okay, coincidental.
3: So they end up, so you know, it, it ends up with her destroying the evidence. That's how it ends, and then she goes away, and you don't, right, you know, they never really they, they revisit always, it.
0: Yeah, they always think that Two Face had been, but then, like, yeah, had and, been. Yeah.
3: But in this one, Batman does figure it out. Goes to her house as she's destroying the evidence and lets her go. Which doesn't oh. feel. No, sir, I don't like it. Yeah. That is not Batman. No. <laughs> not makes, the man dri- driven by justice.
4: No, makes absolutely no sense. It's like, it's weird. Like in in Long Halloween, Batman is already a good detective because he's studied to be a detective, right? Uh-huh. Batman, well, the Batman we meet even early on has been training to do this for a long time. And this one, I noticed that, God, that Gordon tells him, you gotta be a better bat, you gotta become a better detective. Yes. And like he also they,
0: makes comment several times. I I never expected to have to be a detective, too. Like right, yeah, like like
4: like they make that a point in this. Right. Mm. Which again, so now you have Batman growing as a character, which is tough for Batman, right? There's not a lot of character growth you can really do with Batman in the Batman story. It's very difficult. But then he lets her go. Like yeah. so he becomes a better detective. Cause again, he solves the crime. The comic Batman didn't solve the crime. But he has the knowledge and he just goes, oh, Gilda did it. Fuck.
0: Nah. All right, I gotta (laughs) go,
4: you know? Yep. I can't punch this. Right. Like, I can't punch a woman. I'm done. Like.
3: Right, it's like, and she's like, are you going to take me away? And she's like, well, are you done? And she goes, well, I'm finished. Basically saying for now, like, if I've got no one else to kill, then I'm done for now. And it's just like, so
0: you're,
3: it's like, so she's saying she might do it again. Like, yes, arrest her.
4: Which is yeah. what Batman would do, or break her legs. Like, I mean, it's very... <laughs> it is. I was, am I wrong? That's what Batman would do. Like, no, yeah, this, his whole... Th- I mean, like, again, Jeff Loeb, I, I still will say he's a guy who doesn't stick the landing very often. But I think this was kind of worse, in yeah. a sense. It was. Like, at least Batman didn't figure it out. Because, again, it make it would have made sense if Dent is the holiday killer. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, I mean, like, it's a little... It's a little... Meh. But I mean, it makes more sense than Gilda.
0: Well, right? I, but that's the thing. Like, isn't the point that sometimes like sometimes, murder doesn't make sense. Yeah. And crazy people are just, you know, crazy. like there's no, if there's no connection, how do you figure that out? Okay, If that's the story, then we don't need the backstory.
4: We don't need her to have motivation right exactly so they
0: added both right right Right.
4: exactly and again and neither neither works for me like and i agree with you in the in the long halloween the whole thing is like she didn't like that the like yellow doesn't like that being this this takes harvey away so i'm just gonna kill all these motherfuckers even though there's nothing to set that up it just kind of happens but again it does fit in with the motif of gotham has gone mad Right. is that batman has brought madness right. to Gotham City? exactly so i i can accept that it's not a it's, for a mystery it's not a great ending but it's almost designed that way right it's almost mm-hmm. designed not to have like a satisfying mystery detective ending because at this point being a detective does nothing to help batman right. now he's dealing with looney tunes whereas in this one they give you the detective stuff but then batman just pieces out at the end he's like oh shit she's a killer wonder what's on TV tonight. And then it just kind of <laughs> it's, bounces.
0: It's like, but she's but done so, you know, I guess, you know.
4: And it's so like,
0: it's it doesn't make sense.
4: It doesn't make sense for Batman. Mm. It doesn't make sense for any detective law enforcement officer of any kind to just mm. let him go, well, somebody, like somebody's doing a time for it. So I guess we're okay.
0: So the, the comic made more sense than the. I
4: movie. I agree. And I agree yeah. with that. Like the, the comic, again, I don't, I don't hate the ending, but I'm like, I'm always kind of like for a mystery, it's a bit cold. But again, thematically works
0: so we didn't expect to get the lucas cut
4: yeah it's a little that's not a bad
3: comparison all that trade route talk was just hard in this i mean uh,
4: (laughs) very very it's weird when you can be more expository than than jeff Loeb. this was
0: but that but again like most most of the the animated show felt like his writing because they were staying true to his writing it's only when they made changes that it broke that it beat. a little different, yeah. yeah.
3: Here's another question. The way they portrayed the relationship between Alfred and Bruce in this, did it seem off to you, or was it just me? It
4: bothered me that Alfred was under Ivy's control. Mm. But again, that's another change I didn't like love. But again, it really didn't
3: matter, ultimately, to the
0: story. What was he in the book? Was he... He wasn't under control then, or...?
4: No, he's not under control no. in the book.
3: Just Bruce. In the... What was it? The... Uh, just the... I, what bothered you about it? Because I didn't it didn't strike me. I felt and maybe I'm wrong. I felt Bruce was a little dismissive of Alfred.
4: Isn't Bruce kind of dismissive of Alfred he's though as a character trait? Yeah.
3: To a point. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just I, like, you know, Alfred wants to have candy at Halloween and and he's, you know, dismissive of that and just uh...
4: I think Alfred should have made more smart ass remarks.
3: Yeah, maybe that's what it you is. You know, we're
4: because I mean, Alfred, because Bruce is dismissive, and Alfred's always like, "Shut up, Bruce!" But he like mm-hmm. says it way more smart than that. And Bruce is always like, hey, "Okay, fine." Like, I didn't think we got enough of that.
3: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because the
4: cartoon, the, the animated series does that really well, where Alfred will throw something out, Bruce will be like, "That's stupid," and then Alfred will make him feel real stupid, and then Bruce is always like, "Oh, I'm stupid." Like,
3: maybe that's what I was looking for. There wasn't
4: yeah. there wasn't a lot of that kind of tit for tat that that Paul Dini did such a great job with in the animated series. I agree I agree with you on that. I don't know if it's mischaracterization, but it's definitely a missed opportunity. Yes, maybe I'll that's all that. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, in the in the comic they never showed Alfred when um Bruce was under his no. control. So, so, so I was like
4: saying, okay he could have been, but unless um it's on, it's on panel, it's not, you know. Right, it's
0: it's not on panel, but then where the hell was Alfred the whole time? So like maybe they're just trying to patch a hole. He was episode. shopping.
4: Possibly shopping. Well, I think she's also in three control. Months, yep, but it's also not three months in the book.
0: No, just, it's not.
4: It's, just it's just March, February, March. I forget. I forget what month it is. But it's just that month,
3: right? Yeah, it, yeah. That's the other thing. They they extended that out in the book, which seemed. I mean, in the in the cartoon, mm. it seemed weird. A weird yeah. choice. It's
4: a long time. That's a third of it. That's a quarter of a year. Not yeah. only.
3: Not only that, it's like, and no one questioned. Yeah. Like where is he? What's going on? Why is he just staying in the mansion? He's a, he's one of the richest people in Gotham. He's a socialite and like or he is the richest person in Gotham. Like he was people going
0: out. he was going out. One of the panels has them going no, out. No, no,
3: no, but in the cartoon they didn't show that.
0: Oh yeah, but they they fixed that. They patched that with exposition because they said they, he he asks Selina, "How did she know?" and she's like, "Well, you know, you weren't you weren't quiet about it. You went out on the city with her." So you know, they but, right. but there's a there's actually a panel in the actual comic that has Selina saying, "Hey, it's me, Selina." To to Bruce as he's walking by, and he goes and gets into the limo with Ivy inside. So, you know, so Ivy, uh,
4: Ivy also looked a lot cooler, and Tim Tim sells Ivy's a lot. Oh well, uh, yeah. This Ivy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah.
0: That's just. Dis- I was
4: disappointed that she just looked like you know Ivy, <laughs> as opposed to having like the clo the, the clover hair
3: and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, right. Speaking Alan. of speaking of Selena and and Bruce and Catwoman, by the time they get to the to the you know, the end, did you I'm trying to figure out like who figured it out first? Who knew first? And I, I it almost feels like Selena figured out Batman was Bruce first. <coughs> Excuse me. Um uh, Yeah,
4: <laughs> Selena definitely figures out that Bruce is Batman.
3: And it's like oh, so she's a better detective.
4: <laughs> again it gives her more to to do, I guess. I don't know. I but,
0: don't you know. Always, but again, you'd always think that Selena would be way more way way better at keeping secrets than to yell out Bruce when she sees Batman. <laughs> did she do that? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Yeah, Carly uh, the the Carleone's Carly Car, Car. oh
4: my god. The Roman Alconi.
0: Yeah, Falcone Falcone's you're saying, son You're saying
4: Carleone because he's clearly a knockoff I, I of know, know. Fal- Fal- oh, yeah, Fal- yeah, Falcon
0: Falcone's son when they're when they're on the boat and Batman gets onto the boat and that's right. And and she's like, Bruce, like I'm like sitting there going, Oh my god. <laughs> you because you know in, in any anime or any comic book, as soon as a bad as soon as somebody learns your your, your actual identity, you're gonna yeah. die. <laughs> You're gonna yes. die, or you're gonna be, you know, in a coma for the rest of your life, or something bad's gonna happen.
2: So yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I don't know. I still don't get the whole uh, Batman Catwoman relationship, but
4: he needed to talk to somebody. And if the, and no, no, th- I mean,
3: I mean, it, it just in general, I mean, they're like, like pushing it in the comics as they've been, and yeah, it's a thing. Her-
4: it's a thing now, and it's kind of always been a thing, but right now it's a thing. That, well, maybe more like five years ago, it's like a thing thing right like it's
0: oh it's been for longer than that yeah
4: well i mean like in the comics it's like you know oh re- like tom king came along and they were going to get married and stuff like it's a mm. it's a doomed relationship but it's a doomed relationship that people like to the point where we have to keep make we have to stay keep them in the doomed relationship you know yeah
3: i don't know i, I don't
4: love it personally i don't love batman and catwoman as an item like if there, if, it's a, if it's well like i like tom king's run so you know i enjoyed it but i don't think batman has to i think batman having a girlfriend detracts from him being batman personally you know
3: right No, i agree it gives him uh a vulnerability
4: a vulnerability and like tether to humanity that i think it's in order to be bat. i don't like that batman in the comics has to have so many tethers to his humanity because to dress up like a giant back he had to be pretty messed up and i think that batman <laughs> with his few people and his life works better A whole bat, I don't like the concept of the bat family. I never, oh, I know,
3: but I'll never,
4: I'll never love it. Like, yeah, I'm
3: with you Dick,
4: Dick being the prodigal son that you know rejected Batman is fine, Jason being the mistake is fine, Tim being the prodigal son that does things right but never gets the credit. I'm okay with all of this stuff, but when they're all together, I hate it.
0: Yeah, when you have Azrael and Red, you have Azrael and, and, and then
4: Batwing and then you know Batwoman Batwing. and Batgirl. Yeah, the, like, Bat I mean, Woman, the
0: Batwoman, and Batgirl that went just too far.
4: I mean, it's too it, it's too much. It's too much that Batman. You are not a lone Avenger of the night if you have a network of like thirty dudes. You know, I just don't. And I know it's to sell more books and to make Batman more human, but I don't like Batman being superhuman. Like, if Batman's going to hang out with actual superhumans. You know, he's got to be weird enough to think he can. Mm.
3: This is true. This is very true. <laughs> It'd be like when I was putting on a bat suit.
4: I mean, that's kind of, isn't that the conceit of Batman? Is he's like crazy, but not like real crazy, but just kind of certifiable enough, you know? Like yeah. you've got to be like, like Burton's Batman was like legit nuts. But I think the bail Batman walked a fine line with like, you know, I'm doing this for the sake of justice, but I'm not all there either. Yeah, you know, and I think that's when I think that's the best Batman is he's a genius, but he dresses up in a bat suit. People just accept it, and don't ask enough what, why does this guy dress up like a bat? You know, like not enough people ask that question, in my opinion, which mm. is why no one's going to let me write Batman.
3: But it's why you should write Batman.
0: Probably,
4: yeah, no one's going to let me. There's a long line for that.
3: <laughs> you write your own Batman story
4: write my own stories and those take enough of my time writing fan fiction is just a waste of time
0: well unless you do the 50 you of gray
4: route and then it's well worth your time well then you change <laughs> everyone's name anyway and then it's like oh okay that worked <laughs> i read I, I opened that book at a walmart once and just started reading the things that woman puts on paper I i know right it's I, it's
0: like god he breaks every
4: law of, of dialogue within the first the, di- oh, the dialogue sentence. is oh no 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 no. yeah dialogue awful i'm talking about the the prose oh will, yeah and yes. what and the what characters do to one another
1: mm-hmm.
3: i i never got bored enough to crack the book open so oh I,
4: I was curious and i never looked at a toothbrush the same way again um <laughs> god okay uh, but I like this movie. Like it's as good an adaptation as Long Halloween as we could possibly get. It did make me want to see a live action one at some point. It's maybe on
3: HBO Max. It's it's definitely better than the Killing Joke adapt uh, adaptation.
4: Yeah, Batman one hump and back I
0: was gonna say, just that who's one like thing six
4: alone. in this one, which makes that even weirder.
0: Yeah, that timeline's always always been all over the place about where Barbara fits in.
4: Yes. And, never, and and who she is, you know? Is she his niece? Is she his daughter? It always yeah. is kind of, like, there's not a clear-cut answer on that. Like, there is now with his daughter, but, I mean, like, with DC continuity stuff, it's, it's a puzzler.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And then, like, sometimes he has a son and sometimes he doesn't.
4: Scott Snyder did an awesome story with James Gordon Jr. as a serial killer. Highly recommend it. Huh. Okay. It was the first thing he wrote on Batman.
3: It's good. Because in some continuities, isn't the son dead?
4: Some continuity, of the son is dead. I believe, I believe current DC continuity, he's alive. But don't quote me on that because I forget how often it's been reset. Exactly. Gotham.
0: Wasn't there was there Gotham by Gaslight, right?
4: There is Gotham, but that's bad. Yeah, is. This is Jack the Ripper.
0: Yeah. No, but there was another. There was another one. I there was an anim, There's an animated movie. I, I'd have to go downstairs and find it. That that does does Jim does does it does them in the you know old times not. Old old times, not Jack the Ripper times, but like early 1900s, and that and, would be
4: Jack the Ripper times.
0: That's Gotham I by Gaslight.
4: Yeah, I mean, okay.
0: But this, I, I don't know. This, this this one's weird. It's but it's not it's not the regular Batman timeline. And James Gordon has a way bigger role to play, and so does his wife. I won't I won't ruin it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and and hey, you know what? I'll find it and I'll recommend it here. I'll, I'll maybe we can watch it. Cool. Do
3: you know it? One of the other things that threw me off. This might be interesting. Obviously, yeah. the story was written in the nineties, right? Yes, ninety-five. And then this movie was made in modern times. And for the most part, when I when I started watching it, I kind of felt like, oh, it feels like they're trying to give it that timeless feel again for Gotham. Like this could be the forties. This could be turn of the century. Bob yeah, Bob. all
0: the all the cars looked like they were from the nineteen forties. I love that's
4: like the comic, the the animated series is like that too. I, Until. I like that
3: too. Mm-hmm. Because I can't remember them using it, using it before, using one before or after, but the scene after Harvey gets the acid thrown in his face and he's in the hospital and his cell phone rings and he picks it up and hmm. for some reason that <laughs> took me out of the movie. You out of it, okay. I yeah, can see that. cell phones definitely
4: put a specific time and date on something.
3: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're saying okay, now we're in modern time, and it was just like, and I don't remember. I can't. And correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember a cell phone anywhere else in the movie just in that scene it could have been a hot it could have been a phone next to his bed that rang and he picked up but they made it a cell phone it was just like
4: I wonder if they even realized they made it a cell phone
3: that's a good question
4: because the cell phones are something we take so much for granted nowadays that how is guilt how they get a hold of them let's call a cell phone oh yeah makes sense call a cell phone <laughs> when i did deluge this was a story about uh hurricane katrina right Mm-hmm. I, I wrote in the script you know the character answers his cell phone and the artist drew an iphone and i had to tell him hey this is 2005 nobody had an iphone yet yeah so he had to go back and make it a blackberry He was really pissed at himself for that one but i mean like yeah this is just we accept reality which we are presented in the moment right right that,
0: that's funny that, that that's a problem with all the there's a anime anime called naruto i know of naruto he, yeah It looks like it's. They all look like they're in the Edo era of Japan, like the 1800s. And then, you know, in the next scene, they'll have them with you know earbuds where they're all on on, you know wireless radios, talking to each other. So it it really. I like
4: I like when they do that intentionally when that line blurs, like like a Western, but like you know you've got swords, and they also have like cell phones, like that's. I like when it's intentionally blurred like that, where it's almost like feels otherworldly. That you have tech like the Gunslingers kind of like that, where you have like some technological stuff. Oh, yeah, Firefly. Yeah, Firefly is a great example too. It's Mm. got an old west vibe, but it's also clearly science fiction. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. But in this one, it was it. it, That's not the vibe they're going for here, right? So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, cell phone didn't bother me. But now that you pointed out, Dave, it's I, I get where you're coming from.
3: Yeah, it was just it just it it just felt so off at that point. I'm like, why? Why? Why, why did they just put a regular phone there? And like, it would have kept the feel that they had going through the rest of this two, two and hour and forty minute thing that I've been watching. And of course, the movie ends with Wayne Manor and Selena and Bruce are together. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: see. I don't have a problem with that ship. You know,
3: I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm more of a fan of the cat and mouse relationship with them. And is JD frozen?
0: No.
4: I'm I might have been for a second.
3: Oh, there you go. You were for a second. Oh,
0: sorry. Not not on my side. So I've, first,
4: I've returned from the nether regions or the Netherlands. Been, yeah.
0: So what do we think? Did you like it? Yeah, overall, I liked it. Yeah, I think I liked it too. Yeah. They all have their uh, issue here or there, but.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, I liked it. I, I just don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why they don't do a straight adaption. Of any other books. Well,
4: you have to change something, right? You can't just do. I get what you mean. Like the changes with Selena, I get it. I still say Batman needed to interact with somebody, and it's better to have it. A, 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 I get it. I get then why put not rock.
3: Then put Robin in the book.
4: No, 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 no. You cannot do that because Dark Victory is where Rob is the Dick, is the Dick Grayson story. <sighs> do,
3: that's then, the then,
4: that's the sequel story. Is where Dick comes from. Hmm. Oh. Guess what we're reviewing next week, boys? <laughs> I'm up. I'm up for that.
3: We talked about doing Dark Victory before, so yeah. Yes,
4: it's time to pull the trigger on Dark Victory, which isn't as good, but it's still pretty good.
3: All right. Okay. Yeah, no, overall I liked it. It's just yeah. it, it's just weird that they make so many changes. And again, the change the, the only change that bothers me is the really the end where it's like, oh Batman just lets the Yeah, go. that's
4: that's so out of character, and I'm not one who goes, That's, Batman would never do that. I never talk about that. But this time, I was like, yeah, Batman wouldn't do that. Like, it, hmm. was, it was it was, an odd choice that really why couldn't he arrest Gilda Dent who has literally played no role in the DC
3: Universe since. No, none. It's
4: been 25 years. Like, there's no reason he couldn't have arrested Gilda. Him not solving it makes more sense within this one. Yeah.
3: <sighs> yep, 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 yep. So, well, on that... Were- B plus. A B plus? A Batman plus? Hmm. <laughs> a baited, batted breath plus boobies. I, don't know, I ran out of B's. just had to add the boobies. <laughs> okay. I'll get two dicks. Uh, Maybe I'll give it a Catwoman plus. C plus?
4: Oh, wow. So you really, that ending really bothered That and the
3: cell phone. The cell phone. <laughs> Davis is on the cell phone tonight. John, what'd you think, man?
0: <laughs> I I really liked it. I mean, it, it's, it's good i i you know it's a long watch but it is it's, it's it, it is a long watch yeah yeah two hours is 40 minutes plus so yeah oh you know what we never even talked about there was uh there was a short the losers and there was a short for blue beetle i watched neither of them
3: yeah me either
0: i watched them the short for the losers i think is the prequel to the beginning of final frontier or the the new frontier. Oh, because wow. it showed the losers on an island with dinosaurs. That, and I'm like going that, that was, isn't that this was, where the, the that's the, new the book frontier started? Yeah. yeah.
4: Which so, they don't do in the new frontier animated animated adaptation.
0: Right. So right. okay. So so there's so, that. And then sh- the, and then and that was done, you know, in a kind of a serious, a serious way. And then the Blue Beetle short was done. So it was, it I it was intentionally so stupid that I was laughing my ass off. It was, you should see it. It's just, it's like a combination of the, just the old justice league, um, super friends, the old super friends cart cartoon, like basically that kind of animation, mm-hmm. but with like the diet, the updated dialogue and all that. And just, and it has, it has blue beetle and the question in it.
3: Oh well, now I gotta watch it.
0: I know, right? Yeah, as soon as you hear the question, it's like, oh, holy crap! Okay, <laughs> you know, but it was it, but it's just don't expect the dialogue to be so stupid. It's funny, like Fair. it's intentionally that stupid. Okay, so so, but I would I would recommend seeing both of those shorts too. They come with my Blu-rays, which you know, you keep saying nobody buys J.D. So I nobody buys them. Blu-rays anymore. Just, it's just it's just the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I bought the movies on Amazon Prime. Just that's what I it. do now. Yeah,
4: we watched um, Ghostbusters for free on Amazon Prime with commercials. oh I mean that's cheap.
3: Yep, you're damn right. I watched with commercials. So you give it, you give it an Azrael plus.
0: Okay, well, with the book and everything, I'll give it a B plus. Okay, I go with the B plus. No Asriel. I do not like Azreel. Okay. I don't. I do not like that character. I
3: don't I know. just was the first Batman character I could thought of to start with an A.
0: Alfred.
3: Ah, Oh damn, that's a better character. Alfred, yeah,
4: well, that's you know, okay. That's okay. You're not supposed uh, to like real quite frankly.
0: So. Yeah, no. and but and besides, Je- Jeff Loeb forgot about him, Alfred too.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that was what we thought of the long Halloween animated movie. Let us know over on Twitter or in the comments below what you guys thought. Before we wrap it up this week, how about some recommendations for our audience? John, you have anything to recommend?
0: I wish I had something more mainstream. I would recommend seeing this, you know, th- this show, The Long Halloween on, on Blu-ray, or I, I guess if you can get it through Amazon Prime. It's it's worth a sit down and watch. Grab some popcorn, yes. have a long afternoon when you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling sick or if you just want to like, you know, <laughs> relax an entire afternoon, this is a good way to spend it. Besides that, in the anime world, we're still getting a couple of new shows for this new season. And there's this new one called Fena Pirate Princess, F-E-N-A, Fena. It's on Crunchyroll. It has some of the most gorgeous animation I have seen in a long time. This is right up there with some of the best would be comparable to Studio Madhouse and One Punch Man. Or was it Ufotable for uh, Demon Slayer? So hmm. like, like you're, you're looking at shots and all, all I could think of is, is this is just gorgeous. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again, just for the animation. The storyline is very promising too. And the dialogue's really good. And the, you know, so it, like, I think this one's hitting on all cylinders. There's a two episode premiere on, on Crunchyroll right now.
3: Cool. All right. Uh, Johnny Tudix.
0: So god.
4: I love that. I've mentioned before on the show that Superboy Cinema has become my favorite YouTube channel. They do these documentaries on movies that never got made. And my little boy's been super into Ghostbusters lately, and they just posted one about the failed Ghostbuster sequels, Ghostbuster 3 sequels, right? Mm. It's about an hour-long documentary. And How it's many were there? Right? Four? Holy crap. Right? And they were all, and they included the, the 2016 failure in there. And I was watching this, right? And I got to thinking about what well why the first ghostbusters movie is better than the second although i have a i have a soft spot for the second and what this new trailer gets right and what these rebooted with these sequel and reboot attempts got wrong and it hit me kids right ghostbusters was a property that was created to be a comedy straight comedy Mm -hmm. but it had its legs with my generation when we were young
2: Mm -hmm. you guys
4: are a little bit older but it lived on through the real ghostbusters which was it's, it's aged fantastically. I've mentioned that before. Yep. The, for a kid's show, there's stakes. There's a characterization. There's good writing, right? So that and the toy line, like they steered heavy into kids after the first Ghostbusters. Movie.
0: Well- I can Ghostbusters move. Go ahead, mm-hmm. John. In in the animated series, mm-hmm. the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. they steered into kids. And then if you watch any documentary on J. Michael Straczynski and what he had to deal with- they steered so hard into kids that they made some kids, like the final few episodes, they made these kids, a couple of kids, like the main the characters. The Junior Ghostbusters.
4: So, yeah, you're right. That's, which, but that's like, when you look at like what worked, again, they went too far on the show. Yeah. But what made, but that's, but they knew, like the, the TV execs were on to what makes this franchise work is mm-hmm. it has appeal to kids. And in all of these sequels that they're talking about, and in the 2016 reboot, there's nothing about kids. Like the sense of like, childhood wonder wonder yes of like fighting ghosts is absent from all these things
0: because in the first one they even they were like wow there are real ghosts and, and like, for a movie about ghosts and a giant mar-
4: it's not very cynical right so even yeah. if you're not a kid it really kind of taps into your inner child and all of these reboots they couldn't quite figure out why they aren't working and bill murray kept saying no this isn't there this isn't there it's nothing right and that 2016 they've tried to follow the same formula right there's four funny men we'll put four funny women and mm-hmm. where's the appeal to kids in that mm-hmm. movie it's not there and again you don't have to go over the top of then and make it a kid's movie but again the sense of wonder is gone jason reitman the son of ivan reitman who yep. sat on that set as a child, child yep who's around my age maybe older maybe, but like he got it so what is this movie about this kids. is about kids it's about the kids of the ghost it's about egon's grandkids right and (coughs) it's really like they're not going over the top and again they have they have like the stranger things and stuff that they can lean into a little bit that's proven successful but this movie has more of an like to people like me and to my kid who's super super into ghostbusters right now they're capturing the wonder of it they're capturing the innocence and the the horror that comes with this property and it's something that I don't think the creators meant to do like I don't think Dan Aykroyd even considered what he was doing was working was was for kids but what he did he did that unintentionally is because Dan Aykroyd does have a sense of wonderment himself in his work
0: mm-hmm.
4: he didn't even realize that he did it and then when he was doing it, again they were just trying to do something funny and spooky and didn't really steer into what made the franchise work
0: well, the, except for that one scene where he gets blown by a ghost, but yeah, but that's just like he didn't know what he was doing. So you yeah. have those
4: kind of moments, but then you, but like, what if that's not you, the the ghost blowjob? You don't take from the movie. What do you take from the movie? Stay of marshmallow. Yes.
0: yes, and there can only be was it Zool. only Zulu like monsters. <laughs> only
4: Zool. right? Monsters, yep. Slimer, right? Yep. Those are the those are the hallmarks of the movie. It's not the the few blue jokes that kind of go over kids heads that does again i'm watching this there's i remember watching me growing up there's something i pick up every time i watched it right like Mm -hmm. i get a joke because i you know you get a little bit older and then my kid these are all going over his head but he's like he just loves it and this like i think that again if you can keep that balance i think this movie can be really special and again, this documentary really
0: really showcased what they were missing these past 30 years well and the, the other thing that that was bad with the last movie was that they did not pay homage they did. It wasn't a continuation. It's like an alternate universe Ghostbusters. This one, this one is like paying respect to the original, right? You know, Like it's saying, Hey, you know, that thing that, that the, these people that went through all this trouble and everything. Yeah. They mattered we, because they mattered to us. And now, you know, we feel, you know, that, that makes us, I don't know. It makes me feel like this movie cares. And if this movie cares, I can care about it.
4: That's, and again, that's what I think the last one missed is like there were the, they were just going, it was Paul Feig, you know, was the guy who made Bridesmaids making Ghostbusters. It hmm. wasn't, he wasn't trying to capture that spirit. He was just trying to redo Ghostbusters. Yeah. And didn't really get it. So. Right. I recommend it. Super Void Cinema. Go and check them out on YouTube.
3: No. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was I was going to say, it, it actually makes me grateful that the last Movie was an attempted reboot, as opposed to a sequel that ignored the that that tried to not ignore the original. Because now we can do an actual sequel and not worry. We can pretend that reboot never existed.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, and again, I was pretty woke. I really thought that that movie could have been good, but man, from the first trailer, I was like, this isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna work. No, and it didn't. They didn't. Paul Feig was not the right guy to make that movie, but he had the right resume to make that move oh, so yeah. i get i get why it just didn't work
0: well it's just that the, the the characters didn't care like they weren't written to really care about no. it was all slapstick and it was it was
4: all it was all jokes and yeah. not there was no like the stakes yeah. didn't feel real like the characters the characters didn't feel like this was like dire yeah
0: right or, or that or that it was all in you know i mean wow we've seen real ghosts. Yeah, and this, they get, kind of take it in stride and are like, oh, okay. Because now we're we used,
4: bus- because we're writing a Ghostbusters movie. Mm. And in the world of Ghostbusters, we accept that there's ghosts. So everyone else is supposed to accept there's ghosts. And it doesn't have, you're right, it Doesn't it never pauses to go, oh my God, these are actual ghosts. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, the library scene in the first one is... It's classic. Is, is, it tells you everything you need to know about why the movie works. Yeah. So...
4: And again, is there a scene? Is there a scene in the new one that is anything close to as legitimately scary as the Dana possession scene? That's a really well done scene. That's legit. It scared. The, I forgot about it. It scared Andy pretty good because that there's actual scares in that part. Yeah. Right. But that's part of being a kid, is the fun of being scared.
3: Yeah. And the refrigerator. The refrigerator is pretty spooky. It's about the first time just,
4: I... she gets pulled into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I just met the first time when he opened when they oh, when yeah, opened yeah. it. Oh yeah, You see, zool, zool. Yeah.
4: yeah, And a really well done practical special effect with the eggs boiling mm-hmm. on the counter or the eggs frying on the counter. It's good. Yeah, it's a really thing, well made movie.
0: The zool thing became a, a meme, I think, through like nostalgia critic because every every time they do a, uh, something re- relating to ghosts, it's like the door opens and all you hear is zool, motherfucker, zool. zool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all yeah. right, <laughs> check it out.
3: Well, I. We'll recommend that if you have two decks for two condoms. No, go to our... I'll recommend that you go to our website, superheroespeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. (laughs) Comic book reviews by our good friend, D Square. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And I will recommend, since JD has already decreed it, make sure that uh, you read Batman Dark Victory, because that's what we're going to be reading this week, because that's what we'll be discussing next week on the podcast. So until then... As always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.